Welcome to Initiative Roll, a Dungeon Master's Guide to Mastering Dungeons. I'm your Dungeon Master, Nathaniel Johnson. And I am your player, or playa as the kids call it, Logan Johnson. I'm your second player? Player two. <laughs> player two. I'm not ready like player one is. I am, this, is this is Greg Marchant. I'm, I guess, player three, which is the worst one, because it's always the yellow character. <laughs> Quinn King. Uh, and I'm just Clay Ellsworth. He's, he's more like that bonus character that you might unlock during play, <laughs> might not. He's Tofu from Resident Evil 2. He's like, he's like when you're looking at that old Street Fighter cabinet that people have been playing on for years, and he's still grayed out, and you're like, how do I unlock him? That, that's Clay. I'm super excited to be running this adventure today. This is, this is exciting. Um, as you all know, we're setting this in the Everon campaign setting, and you've all had the chance to create your characters for some bonus content that people can go and listen to. Um, with that said, we are taking place 50 years after the previous campaign I ran with Quinn and Clay while we were working at the call center. Um, enough said about that. Excellent. The elven lady, Alara D. Therani, was murdered last night widely believed to be the most prominent assassin of the Therani House, and directly responsible for many of the deaths that shaped the last century, she was also known as a prominent actress. The news spread like wildfire through the upper levels of the city and has already trickled down into the lower levels. The Therani are no longer hiding the knowledge, but have decided to make it public. A new magic has allowed them to show images of Lady Alara projected on a massive yet thin sheet of silk suspended between the towers of House Fjarlin and House Therani. The airships have placed incense in the fire rings that keep the, their airships aloft, causing them to issue billowing clouds of smoke behind them in honor of the mark of shadow that she had in full glory tattooed across her face. Accusations and speculation about who murdered Alara have been making their way across Sharn as fast as the lightning rail can carry them. Three main houses have been accused, the Therani, the Fjarlin, and the Warforged House. The police, led by the aging dwarf Captain Dormel, are investigating the death of Lady Alara desperate to find any help or clues they can. Go ahead and briefly introduce what your character looks like for the audience and your race and class, and we'll go from there. Uh, for purposes of the setting that we're in now, Pete, uh, it looks like a human male. Okay. Um, <clears throat> he's got blue eyes. He is probably six feet tall. All right. Um, no facial hair. Okay. Short, short brown hair on top. You get to walk right into Lady Alara Dithrani's bedchambers where she was murdered. Um, as you walk in, you see that blood covers the Spartan room that once belonged to the lady. There is a simple bed and a washstand with a mirror. Nothing else decorates this room. Captain Dormel, the dwarven captain of the police, stands, white braided beard hanging almost down to his knees, rubbing his eyes with a gnarled hand, listening to a young-looking halfling woman dressed in the uniform of Sharn enforcement giving a report. And the Fjarlin are demanding that a warrant issued by at least three other houses be delivered if they are going to answer any questions. To the side of the captain, a small group of police officers are using magic to record various observations they have about the crime scene. It looks as though the body has been moved from the scene of the crime already. What would you like to do? Uh, I am going to go and introduce myself to Captain Dormel. Um, remind me the, the name of the house. The Therani House? Therani. Hello, are you the uh, lead investigator on the case? Uh, unfortunately, what can I do for you? 
I was hired by the House Therani to... Oh, just... What do they want me to do or not do? Just get on with it. I've heard this spiel before. I, uh... I'm guessing they'd like you to figure out who killed the lady. Yeah, wouldn't we all? I plan on staying out of your way, but if you need any assistance, uh, I'll be around. Mm -hmm. While you're speaking to the captain, another person enters into the room. A wolf-esque humanoid that has, I don't know, a big beard. Okay. Kind of longer face, but not quite wolf-like. I'm going to go up to Captain Dormel and ask him what's going on. I'm sorry, who are you? Just a uh, wanderer interested in what's happening here. Look, I know the shifters have had a rough time in this city, but I gotta say, I, I, I'm i not a racist or anything. And so, I, you... I, Perfect, let me stop you right there, Captain. If you're not a racist, then you'll tell me what's happening. Everyone and their dog wants to know, no offense, wants to know what's been happening here. You're not the only one who wants to know. If you've got any questions, just ask my assistant here. And he gestures to the young halfling. With that, we're going to introduce two more people into the scene. Logan, you actually get to enter the room slightly before Greg does. Just seconds beforehand. Please describe yourself. Uh, okay. Well, myself or my character? Yes, your character. Um, so my character is 5'10", weighs 95 pounds, willowy young lady. Um, Dro, dark skin, like gray, ashen, white hair. And in behind this uh, wonderful lady comes Greg's character. Please describe yourself. Um, I am a 450-pound, um, seven-foot, maybe a little bit more warforged robot made out of uh, stone and metal in full battle regalia. I'm carrying a shield. And I have what looks like a refrigerator magnet stuck to my forehead with the symbol of Dolara on it. What would the two of you like to do? I walk over to... What was his name again? Uh, Captain Dormel. I, walked over, I walk over to Captain Dormel and say, and say, Hello, Captain, how are you? Oh, I need to do the voice. Hello, Captain, how are you doing? I swear, if another person asks me that to do, I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. What can I do for you? He doesn't seem fine. I... There seems to be a bit of a ruckus here. He just gestures to the blood-splattered walls in a very sarcastic gesture, which you may or may not pick up on. (laughs) And the die rolling begins. I'll be honest, the blood is the most artistic thing in this room right now. Oh, no, that's a d12. Yes, just roll a d12. Don't roll a d20. (laughs) I got a four. You got a four. Uh, You definitely don't pick up on the sarcasm. Good, good. Yes, I, I see the walls. They're very lovely. Um, except for the minor stains and major stains. They're incredibly simple for a lady of her status. Hair flip. <laughs> I pull out my magnifying glass and start looking around the room. Oh, no. Just, if you have any questions, do what I've already told everyone else. Just talk to my assistant. And he gestures to the young halfling. <laughs> Captain Dormel equals too old for this. <laughs> he, he's a day away from retirement, it's just in case you're wondering. It's been a long career for Captain Dormel. Dormel. Do you do you usually allow this much interruption in your investigations? Look, 
if the other houses want to get involved in that, I don't have a lot of say. I have to bend to the whims of all 14 houses. Despite what the other 13 might like, I do have to let everyone in who's involved in the houses. As he's uh, going off on this, a human officer comes running in and practically shouts while pa- panting, Captain, there's been another. Captain Dormel deflates even further and mutters, Mother's beard, I don't have the manpower for. You're all officially under the pay of the Sharn police force. And he runs out as he shouts, Talk to my assistant for what to do! And he goes scurrying off with the, with the human officer. <laughs> the, uh, the poor halfling introduces herself as Alita. And she fumbles, <laughs> she fumbles with a small pol- police marked bag, and she pulls out police badges for all four of you. And she says, well, if you aren't already a police officer, please just come grab one of these. And Captain Dormel needs people to go investigate either the Warforged house, the Thorani, or to go check on the body at Mus. So any way that you guys can help with that, we, we're swamped. Gentlemen, I believe this is what they call temp work. I take the uh, police badge and I put it in my disguise kit. Great. I love it. I'm going to just hang it around my... Of course. Hand hand. <laughs> like, like a press badge. I love it. Yeah. I'm pinning mine on the inside of my cloak. Nice. My character appraises wall. I mean, it's garish, but there's something something charming about it. <laughs> Thank you. What do you do with your police badge? Pocket, for sure. Okay. <laughs> so we have to pick between the Warforged house and the Therani house. And must. And ooh, must. Okay, so explain I me think how this works. Is, do we have a time set? Or <clears> what, do we do? what do you mean by that question? Like, are we expected to explore all of them? No, you you will not get through all of them. Yeah. Almost definitely. Okay. <gasps> you brought cookies. I did bring cookies. Fantastic. I, I think that we should go investigate Chips the Ahoy. scene so we know Oh, what. yes, this episode of Initiative Roll is sponsored by Chips Ahoy Original. Can we say that? No, we, we actually can't, I don't think. <laughs> but I also don't think it's going to get angry at free advertising. Yeah, you would think that. <laughs> yeah. Except for um, Krispy Kreme had to become Froggy Fresh. True. For what? No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks that the restaurant chain is rebranding itself as Froggy Fresh. <laughs> <laughs> the singer. The, yeah. the singer. The singer. Oh, Krispy Kreme. Versus James and his boy Big Blue. Oh, right, Why right, James right, Prime? right. Sure, sure. Yeah, he's called the freshman. Okay, I was Krispy Kreme. Okay. I may be uncultured, but I did not follow anything that just happened. <laughs> That's okay. Now, how close to a it's high school were you in 2014? It's one of the low parts of the 2010s. True. I think... There you go. That we should go investigate the body so we know what questions to ask when we go to the other places. I start snarling at Clay. <sighs> Fine. All right. Well, we got one opinion. Mm. Corpses are a little gauche, but I agree in this case. All right. That's Traveler's opinion. Traveler. <laughs> I, I would be happy to help my friends. And I love this guy. <laughs> I, I would be happy to help my friends, and perhaps there, perhaps I could assist in, assist you in your goals. Alita seems really grateful. She gives you the directions to the medical office inside of us. It's kind of like, you know, one of those things that 
The police office didn't really have funding for the medical office, but the school also needed, you know, a medical practitioner, and so they just kind of worked out a deal where it was like, you get it on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we get it Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. That kind of deal. It's a timeshare. It's a timeshare. Wait, so it's a city of a thousand towers, but not a thousand government facilities? I know. <laughs> no, there, there, there are thousands of government facilities, but it's one per house, basically, and it... Yeah, the police force where it works for all 14 doesn't really get a ton of help for from all 14 houses. Well, that's right. So, off to Mus, then. You oh, guys are going to introduce... Mus, Mus, Um, While you guys are traveling to Mus, will each of you make a perception check? Not again. It's going to be a 19 for Chaboy. 14. Ooh, I'm walking, rocking the uh, 8. 21 for Chirobot. Woohoo! Yeah, Logan, you're not Chaboy. A girl? Yeah, there you go. But I think even females can say Chaboy. Potentially. Mm. Also, the player rolled the role, not the character. Sharn is a very progressive city. <laughs> That's why I don't like it. So here. I love that the cookies are all where you guys can reach them. Yes. <laughs> and I feel like that's deliberate. Um, all right. To speak. So the two, the two of you who rolled a 19 and a 21, you notice that people in the city seem pretty on edge. Like, more than they should be. Particularly as you pass through a bit of the lower district. Um, but you arrive at Mus, safe and sound. And with that said, there is a gnome doctor there waiting to meet you all. Uh, he introduces himself as Slardom Artifest, uh, but that may be subject to change. Slardom Artifest? Yeah. Slardom Artifest? Yeah. Yes, I did just lift that from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. What of it? I feel like that's not fair use. <laughs> you know what? We're not making money off of this show yet, except for the $2 that we got from our sponsors, Elena and Greg Marchant. Uh, holla to them. Um, <laughs> He's in the room. I know. Holla <laughs> um, back, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, Slarty Barnefist, or maybe it was just Slarty, or Slarty McStinkface, or, or you Slutty know, Bar. Or Slutty Bar. <laughs> no, that's her. Oh, right, right. <laughs> Uh, he's like, oh yeah, so I understand that you're the new, uh, the new, the new temporary police officer that Captain Dolmel hired because he can't do his job. Uh, go ahead and come with me. We're going to show you to the body. Uh, come, come, come on this way. Come, come take a look. Uh, tell me what you see. And he leads you kind of down this winding corridor uh, where you pass all sorts of student election stuff going on. And Topical. <laughs> Topical. <laughs> and. Uh, there's all sorts of classrooms. Some of them look like they uh, hold worthless things like poetry. Others look like they hold worthless things like PE. You know, it's just, you know, school is worthless. I guess that's Sorry, worthless things like what? Like, like, like PE? No, no, before that. Oh, poetry. Oh, okay. And I stand by that. Yeah. I stand by that. Oh, heck yes, cookies. Uh, so he takes you to the body. Uh, yep, that's definitely a dead woman. She's laying on your typical uh, medical uh, slab. slab of... Just gray metal um, with the sheet over her body and uh, he pulls it down so that you can look at all the wounds on her body. Her heart has basically been ripped out of her chest and there are a lot of other wounds across her body. Her legs have been cut up, her arms, like they're all still there but they are not in good shape. Uh, go ahead and everyone make a, an investigation check. Nine. Eighteen. Thirteen. Sorry, what check was it again? Investigation. I, I guess it doesn't matter. I just crit failed. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> All right. Well, 
the robot is not exactly sure why why we're looking at the body. It's pretty obvious. There's a heart wound. What else is there? Uh, Pete, on the other hand, Clay's character, realizes something really, really strange about the body. Uh, Clay, you notice that there is a small incision, maybe smaller than what you can make with a pencil, right um, on the top of the skull. Did you say an incision? Professor Slaughter Bard Puncture. Puncture. Did you investigate this wound here? Not yet. He grabs a small little wand and a little light flickers on at it, and he just looks down into it. Hmm. Well, I say, that is quite strange. This woman appears to have no brain tissue left. You have something to say, my young lady? Does this make you uncomfortable? No, but I thought I, Logan Johnson, did fight this monster in Bloodborne this morning. Oh, I see. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, I find this entire thing very unsettling. This is odd. I, I can't remember ever having seen anything like this before. Is there any tissue left at all? You know what? I don't see any. It looks like it's been almost scraped clean. How odd. Of course, I only have this small hole to go off. I don't have time for this. Almost scraped clean or scraped clean? Uh, I think it's all been done. Like I said, I've only got a tiny hole to go off of. I'm not sure. While he's distracted, I push on one of her eyeballs. Oh, yep. It just... It starts sinking all the way back in. I suppose all people are alike when you strip the wealth and privilege. Absolutely. And brains. You're a bit of an odd fellow, aren't you? Really, my talking. guy? <laughs> <laughs> Look, he may act exactly like Norm from Phineas and Ferb, but stand off my boy for a second here. <laughs> Brain tissue at the crime scene, did you? Because I, yeah. I went over the crime scene quite thoroughly with a magnifying glass. I saw no brain tissue. I do think that I would have noticed something like that. Well, she is very observant. I suppose it is now time for that most important part of medical research, and that is the research. You don't do much medicine on the dead. Well, I'll tell you what. How would you all feel about coming to Muss's library with me and seeing what we can, uh, seeing what we can pick up? Must we? I no. But I thought I'd offer. I think that uh, we should. I think that we stuff. should go to one of what the other would houses you be and then come up meet up with, with this regard guy. to dead bodies. I don't trust him. My dear fellow, it is an expression of speech. Ah. Uh, Look, there's no need it's to be racist, work work it's, oh. it's an idiom, Wall. Oh, thank you. No, no, no. It has nothing to do with race. I recognize They always that say that. That this brainless creature is yet to discover, you know, all of the wonderful things that come with language. It is no fault of your can own. I hit you him? do not have can a brain. Can You are sitting yeah, yeah, You can hit him. <laughs> no, I cannot. <laughs> Wait, no, this is a professor. This hits for sure. <laughs> 
Uh, I got a 13 plus 7. <laughs> you totally... What do you hit him with? Just my, just the hilt of my rapier's good. Just <laughs> knock him out. We're going to have to find the library on our own. I don't have time for racists. <laughs> That's going to be 3 damage. <laughs> ah! My dear woman! <laughs> but why? My friend... Wall here is not brainless, and I would appreciate if you would treat him with respect. No, but medically speaking, he is! <laughs> Waves of sword. <laughs> he does not have brain tissue! Do you want to stand by the... Look, I'm... Are we talking inside a human head, and we're talking about brain tissue? Yes! I'm he quite capable of thought. We have an empty human head on the table, and you are worried about my brain. <laughs> Fair enough. I seem to be bleeding a little. Ah, well. Off to the library, then, I suppose. The three of you, if you don't mind. <laughs> I'll fall close. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not interested in going to the library. Oh, all right. Um, I'm sure the captain has other orders you could be following. I, I think that I would like to go check around and, and maybe check in with you again later. All right, that sounds fine to me. We'll come back to you in a bit. I'm going with Clay. All right. And the two of you are going to go to the library? I'm going to the library. Okay. Um, we're going to assume that you spent two hours in the library. Go ahead and just make some general intelligence checks. Go ahead and make one for each half hour interval. <laughs> Should not have gone to the library. <laughs> where are the... Wow. <laughs> How many? Four? Uh, four, yeah. Quinn and Clay, where are you guys going to go? The Warforged house. Maybe. Any I argument? think we should wait for the Warforged house until we have a Warforged house. <laughs> no, no, no. We can't trust him. Is it like the Warforged Is sorority? What's the Warforged house? Hmm? Oh, we're leaving Must to go to like visit the Warforged house. Yes, they are, though. You're not. Yeah, you're you guys are staying in the library. I'm following the guy to go to the library. I just wasted a bunch of time in the library. <laughs> Fine, whatever you want. I'll, okay. I'll follow yeah. you. Let's, let's go. I got through. I'll go. Let's go there. What did you get? I was hired by the other house to investigate. Oh, you were. So I probably should have investigated. You're definitely going to get some Logan, what did you? Never broke a 10. Never broke a 10. Okay. (laughs) Can that that be the name of this episode? Never broke a 10. All right. So where are you guys going? Ward Forged. The Ward Forged House. Ward Forged. All right. So you guys approach a newly constructed tower. It is by far and away the most magnificent tower in Sharn, by the way. But it's not done being completed. And it hasn't been done being completed for a long time. They had to stop construction because... When the language was confounded. When the language was confounded. <laughs> uh, no, it, it's a bit too opulent to actually be sustained. Um, so it's taken some time to get, get up to its full height. Uh, outside of the main entrance, though, there are two warforged guards standing there. Spears out... Uh, in their full battle royale armor. Where are we dropping, boys? Mm-hmm. So I would like to change myself Okay. to look like... I'm sorry, I don't even know your Wall. name. It's Greg. Wall. Oh. <laughs> Wall. I would like to change myself to look like Wall. Uh, I take the police badge out, hang it over my neck. I like um, this one. I walk up with him and... fridge magnet? Uh, yes. I do. Okay. I walk up and flash up my badge. Well, I see that you have joined with the police force. 
I thought you were studying religion. My studies in religion have taken me many places. I see. What can we help you with? I am studying the afterlife. Somebody recently was murdered. I need to enter uh, the tower to pray. <laughs> <laughs> the best bluff I've ever heard. <laughs> So well done, by the way. I liked that. That was good. That was good. <laughs> voice and everything. It's perfect. Would you go ahead and make a deception check with your band, please? Oh, 25? And roll it again to see if you get a higher number by chance. Nope. Oh. Okay. 25. <laughs> Sorcerers use charisma too, right? Yeah. Nice. Well, well, I've always thought you were a bit of a strange one, but... The tower is open to all warforged. Um, your companion here, though, will he be a problem? No, he is praying with me. Mm. I see. You truly are a strange one. It's the new multiplayer patch for prayer. <laughs> Thank Just you. Just added a new version. <laughs> he and the other guards step aside, and you're both granted access to the tower of the forged. Let us pray, brother. Good. Good. <laughs> Um, I start making, like, modem dial-up sounds to the best of my ability. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love love this idea that he makes dial-up sounds and then it's like, no connection. He's like, all right, I'm an atheist. (laughs) I I expend a minor illusion to do that. Oh, okay. Um, so after a little bit of... <laughs> after a little bit of that lovely noise, uh, a warforged woman, seven foot tall, uh, but not very large at all. She's very slender, made almost entirely of wood, with war paint across her face that looks more or less like a dragon mark tattoo, stops to listen to you pray. Wall, I see that you have not yet given up on your quest to find religion. Why have you not helped us in making the becoming God? I have not given up hope yet on other religions. I see. I also see that you have chosen to side with those who would work against us. Why are you working with the police? He is my pet in the search for happiness. I pet him. (laughs) (laughs) I snap at him. But I see that you are wearing the badge of the police around your neck, as if it were a religious vestment. What do you believe religion is? (laughs) This gets good. This only gets better. I'm sorry, I don't have time for this discussion. I must continue. As Queen of the Forged, neither do I. What do the police want with our house? I was sent... I... Nope. Nope. Redcon. I didn't say that. (laughs) 
this. We're investigating a murder. And we're just wanting to know if there's anything here that we can find out. I have sympathy for your kind. Much like we Warforged, you have been treated as less than nothing. I sympathize with your desire to work with the police. But I am afraid, as far as the safety of my house is concerned, I can give you no information regarding the murder of Lady Alara. As far as the scene, mm-hmm. um, I assume we're still in kind of a public area. Yeah, so what it is is picture kind of like... Uh, this is a weird image, but you know how in a lot of malls they'll have basically like that open area where there's not quite like any shops or car stands or anything. There's just like the nice stonework in the floor. Basically that and literally no shops anywhere nearby. That's, that's the imagery we're going for. And the how many, is how many warforged are around? Oh, maybe three or four right now. It's still fairly early in the morning. And even though Warforged technically don't sleep, they do take the regular night hours so that they don't freak people out, usually. So you're telling me you have information, but you won't (coughs) give it to us. It is not so much that I have information, but I am unwilling to put my people through the task of procuring said information. Would we benefit from her disappearance? We might. But what house would not benefit from the assassin's disappearance? I have benefited. I am trying to reach her in the afterlife. And then the modem sound kicks in again. (laughs) (laughs) If you are done taking my time, I must attend to the duties of the Warforged. Pretty sure she talked to him first. (laughs) Savage. I wish you well in your quest for religion. If you ever wish to join us in building the Becoming God, let me know. Good day to you, Shifter. May you find peace along your journey, such as we Warforged are starting to find. We're going to cut back over to the library now. So, Traveler found some awesome picture books. (laughs) Yeah, so here's what this looks like. (laughs) Yes. Here's what this looks like. Traveler gets a thick, dusty tome out. Traveler. And she sets it down and she busts it open. And then she goes up to get a drink. <laughs> and then she comes back to the book and reads a paragraph and then goes and gets some water. And then like goes and finds an apple. And then like starts pr- playing some pranks on some other people in the library. And then like practices some music. And then like after, you know, how long was it? Two hours? Yeah. After two hours, Wall's like, I have found books <laughs> and information. And she's like... Oh, yeah, me too. Like, totally. (laughs) Totally. All right. So, while Wall's been making, like, the download, like, the old uh, dial-up download noise. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I don't think I can mimic that, but he is. He's, like, getting information, and Traveler's like, these pages are so dusty. (laughs) This is just gauche. (laughs) All right. So, you, you found a lot of information. <laughs> so the first thing I'm that you found... just like several stacks of books next mm-hmm. to me. And then that, like, then the slightly racist, like, academic just like standing there going... <laughs> He's not racist. He just he is racist. speaks exactly <laughs> what he thinks truth is. Right, which... 
actually has no bearing on I'm pretty sure most racists do that. That's what I'm saying. Yep. That's what that is racism. Look, he's not a gnome supremacist or anything like that. He just thinks that Warforged don't He just supports the Third Reich of gnomes. Yeah, gnomes are the worst. No, so with that, you found a lot of stuff. But the first thing that you found that kind of led you on your quest was an old book called The Legend of the Gith. <laughs> what? Players make noises. Did, did, did you have a Did you have a clue as the player out of out of uh, out of game? No. Oh, okay. You sure? Yeah. Okay. What did I learn from The Legend of the Gith? So The Legend of the Gith is. You tell me. It, <laughs> right? Yeah. Tell me. Is there no. a Legend of the Gith: Breath of the Wild? It's <laughs> a series. No, so the Legend of the Gith, uh, it, it kind of has the feel of an epic poem, and it's pretty dense. But in your search for religion, you have actually read it before, so this wasn't your first time perusing through it, and something was just kind of tingling the back of your brain about this book. He doesn't have a brain. We've been over this. <laughs> <laughs> but one day we'll find you know, a real You know wizard. what J.R.R. Tolkien said about his son Christopher Tolkien when telling him The Hobbit over... The courses of many nights. That his son didn't have a brain? <laughs> no. What he said, one night he was like, and and Thorin with his blue tassels, and Christopher said, the other night you said they were yellow. And J.R.R. Tolkien said, damn the boy, as he wrote down the correct version in his books. So, Quinn, damn the boy. <laughs> uh, that anecdote aside, the legend of the gift. They were a species that, as slaves, were spread out across the multiverse. And they were enslaved by the Illithids. I feel like Logan just had a pin drop. <clears throat> I fought one of those in Bloodborne this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and the Illithids enslaved the Gith. Now, eventually the Gith rose up. And they became the Githyanki and the Githzeri, respectively. But uh, they they had to overthrow their Mind Flayer masters first. And w- there's a weird bit of poetry in there that warns Gith of all kinds to beware the Mind Flayer, the one who devours brains. And then, you know, there's not much else other than that, because I'm not that great of a writer. <laughs> So there was that. That was the first thing you found. The second Brains thing... Brains devoured. The second thing you found was a book about plane traveling. And in this book of plane travel... It, it was a sky mall. It made it pretty clear that Eberron... <laughs> first class or economy. <laughs> Planer travel. Planer travel is what you're looking for. <laughs> Look, who's the DM? <laughs> That's what we're all trying to figure out. <laughs> In this book of planar travel, it makes it explicitly clear that all all portals to Eberron were closed a long time ago. And then in the third thing you found, uh, you, you found a book called How to Serve Man. <coughs> And it was in an archaic language, but as you read it, you realized it was a book from the Twilight Zone that was a cookbook for how to cook humans. Um, Slardy. Slardy. May I call you Slardy? 
You may call me whatever you wish, my robot friend. I, I think I found a book for your cooking of dead human flesh. Also, <laughs> I found reference to a creature who uh, eats the brains of the of the sentient life forms. Oh, how fascinating. Let me see that book. And I'm presuming you had the book. He flips through it and he says, This is a book of legends. This is not something to be taken seriously. Have you ever met a gith? The answer is no. No, I have not met a gith. Well, I have met one in my lifetime. And he said that this book was not credible. And he puts the book down on the desk. Did you find anything else? Was this gith an academic, if if I may ask? Of course he was. I wouldn't take anyone else's opinion quite as seriously. Was this okay. it? Now I know exactly how seriously to take this book. <laughs> was this get a racist? <laughs> what is it with you and racist? How many times can I pull the race card? <laughs> Not as often as I can. I'm a shifter. We're the only ones that don't have Dragon Mark House. True. Not in Changelings. Can I take the book? Yeah. As in, right? check it out? No, I mean, like, without <laughs> talking to this man. There's no way Traveler has a, li- a library card. Okay, Traveler. so book on cooking dead people, book on legends of the gift. What was the third one? Play Dark Travel. Uh, Play Travel. Ooh, spicy. What'd you get? 26. Was, was this a solid 20 by chance? No, that was a 15, but I have gloves that, of theft that give me a plus 5 bonus to all those checks, and then I have a plus 6 for my proficiency bonus. Oh, plus my dexterity, plus 10, or plus 4. So that's actually going to be a 30. Are they gift me? He would have to be God to have seen you steal that book. <laughs> awesome. Joke's on you, he is. <laughs> oh boy. It's like Tom Bumble. I mean, last I heard, I'm traveling. The name of the man who designed part of Earth in Hitchhiker's Guide Galaxy. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, but dragons created everyone. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah. So people know the wars. It's a dragon. (laughs) That's not what I was saying. Whoa, Bo. I was just saying like, whoa, dragons created Eberron. That's cool. No. And then you roast me for not knowing the backstory of Eberron. God. I mean, I guess that's fair. I'm a close. So I I had a I had like a philosophical text in my inventory. I'm just gonna put that on the shelf and stick the um, stick the Twilight Zone book in my pocket. Okay. Okay. Do I have to roll anything for that? Uh yeah. Okay. Go ahead and make a quick uh, sleight of hand. That's fourteen. You can't be sure that nobody saw you. But you know like when you pick your nose in public and you're pretty sure no, nobody saw I you? don't know. I do not know. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> it's like that. Like, you're Did like, they see me eat it? <laughs> right, essentially. are taking a break to just kind of stretch our legs and you know keep our minds fresh because 
As you all know who play D&D, it can be a little taxing to go for two or three hours straight, and we want to provide you the best content possible. So, we're getting some food, we're getting some drinks, bathroom breaks, the whole deal. Something I actually recommend as a DM. It's a really great experience to, you know, just take a small break from the role-playing for a minute. Um, our contact info is initiativeroll.blogspot.com. We post all of our information there and often extra handouts. Uh, we will be posting pictures of the character sheets up there, as well as we'll be posting that on our Instagram page at initiative underscore roll. Go ahead and follow us there. And then we will have our Twitter that you can ask us questions about or, you know, say super derogatory things. That works too. Um, that's what Twitter's for, right? And Logan's out of the room right now not to make a joke with me. Okay. Um, and then, of course, we do have our email account, which you can also send various questions to at initiativeroll at gmail.com. Um, today's episode is dedicated to Spencer. Now, Spencer was um, was the fourth of our... He, he was the fourth musketeer to the little group of people that we played D&D with at work. Um, you may have noticed over the past couple of episodes that it's been dedicated to, in order, Clay, Quinn, and now Spencer. And when I was working at this job with them, we all played D&D together. Now, Spencer, when we were playing D&D, had a lot of things going on in his personal life. And coming to work and playing D&D helped make his life at least a little better from what I can gather. But he had a lot of really tough personal struggles going on at the time. And so he wasn't able to focus on learning the rules. And at the time, we were playing 3rd edition, which, as some of you may know, is very rules-heavy. And he just... he couldn't even take the time to learn some of the basic rules, like how much he, get, he added to each of his sword swings for an attack bonus or whatever, because he was just dealing with personal stuff. Um, but he loved playing, and he showed me that you don't need to know the rules to D&D at all in order to enjoy it. And it was because of him that I became determined to actually share this hobby with people in my life and to introduce them to this great game that I love and, you know, just to become more friend, friendly, more friends, more friendish with other people. Um, but no, here's to Spencer for showing me that this game is worth introducing to everyone, no matter what's going on in their life, and trying to make their life a better thing. This is Initiative Roll, a Dungeon Master's Guide to the Mastering Dungeons, the first ever real play episode. Uh, with that, we're going to turn scenes back over to Quinn and Clay, uh, to Pete and Ursito, uh, and uh, see what they're up to over the Warforged house. Okay, so... <clears throat> I now know what the Queen Warforged looks like. What was her name again? I'm sorry. Queen. Just queen? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. 
Um, do I, Pete, know anything about the becoming god? Yeah, that's one of those things that you know how like there are certain things that it's, it's like not Fight Club, Clay. Well, I wasn't gonna say like Fight Club. I was gonna try to make some real world analogies, but uh, yeah, like you know, there's just certain things in society that like you know about, but you don't really talk about because it's definitely not culturally okay. Fight Club. <laughs> but part of our culture definitely participates in it. It's Fight Club. Just, just run with the Fight Club analogy. <laughs> well, I freaking dish that up to you. Like, there is one thing that would be significantly different from Fight Club that is important for this. And what that difference is, is though, once you actually learn about it, you realize, oh, this isn't like a bad thing. This is just like a thing. Like Fight Club. <laughs> Wait, do you know how Fight Club goes? Yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah. I so can I soap, so it has to be clean. <laughs> so can I roll just kind of like a yeah, sure, knowledge go check? Would I be able to as well? Uh, yeah, well, you're 19. Down. 19, and that's going to be intelligence. I'm sorry, not knowledge. Ooh. Keep running off of 3.5. 14. 14. Uh, so I'll start with what Quinn has heard, just to kind of, you know, give you some of the juicy rumors. So the Becoming God is an atheistic movement of the Warforged to show the faultiness of all religions by creating their own god. Um, a lot of the religions in the area definitely have problems with it. It's not okay. They're trying to build a body for this god, for example, and nobody's happy with it. Uh, Clay, on the other hand, you know a tiny bit more. The goal is not to subvert religion. It's to try and understand it a little more. And they are trying to build an entirely new god, yes, because they understand that gods have certain power. And they've realized, well, everybody else has their own god. Why can't we have one? If we could be brought to sentience, why can't we bring a god to sentience? Obviously, it's a controversial issue, but not entirely without merit for these people. Um, based on the rumors, where is this deity being built? Oh, it's being built in the bottom of this tower, for sure. Uh, looking around, is there somebody, uh, important looking? But not too important looking. But not too, not too, too important, important looking? Yeah. Just enough important. Uh, well, there is still Queen. She's wandering around talking to various other people. Oh, okay. Members. I want to get on a different floor from the Queen. Okay. Uh, Let's go down. That is an option. There is also up. <laughs> Make no mistake, you cannot um, go laterally and also transition between floors. This is like a, a mega tower, like floors upon floors upon yeah. floors. Yeah, no, so the goal, at least all rumors of construction, say that the intent for this tower is for it to be over 300 stories tall from bottom to top, and currently the tallest towers in Sharn are only about 150 stories tall. However, this one is only 200 stories tall. So it is the tallest tower, but it does not look even sort of completed yet. So what's in the highest room in the tallest tower? Oh. A princess. Well, no. If life has taught me anything. And by life, you mean Shrek. <laughs> yeah. Shrek is life. Shrek is love. Ah, gross. Burn the pod. <coughs> is there a warforged princess? That depends. Are you okay if she's only a warforged at night? <laughs> Good. Excellent. I'm not sure what that's supposed to mean. Where is she a war? I go down three floors. You go down three floors. I follow him down three floors. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, you have come across the Museum of the Warforged, and 
in this museum, because uh, you, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a curiosity to be in yes. this thing. <laughs> There's wax things of Warforged, it's great. No, it's their history. Um, so the first section is about the creation of the Warforged. Oh, I may not have mentioned this before, but with the rights of House, they got the rights to create new Warforged, which was something they were not allowed beforehand. Yeah, because wasn't that to House Caneth that had? Yeah, House Caneth had placed a ban on it, or had spearheaded a ban on it, because they created the Warforged, and right. the war ended, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, good. Yeah, you're, that is exactly what happened. Um, but they did. Studied up on uh, Eberron. Apparently. Two years ago, they got the ban lifted on their reproduction rights. Suck up. Um, however, the Warforged are not actually sure how to make new Warforged, so none have been made. Um, two Warforged love each other very much. That is not how it works. That is definitely not how it works. One puts its cord into the okay, USB no, no. cord of the other one. Sure. That it's is. like Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> Supposedly. I'll show up. Okay, so in this museum... In this museum... If the other uh, one weren't so pretty, I wouldn't. (laughs) In this museum, you do see a lot of remnants of the last war. There is, um, at the tail end of that, a brief mention of a figure known as the Lord of Blades, who was defeated uh, by a group of adventurers. Yeah, he was. uh, In a very, very terrifying battle. But uh, the only other thing there... Is an old, old, old wrinkled goblin in a wheelchair, uh, leaning back in it, just you know, with like the little uh, IV bag hanging here and the oxygen tanks off of the back of it. He's got a little mask on him, and he's like, you know what's crazy? I also saw this guy in Bloodborne this morning. <laughs> Did you really? Please say yes. Pretty much. I'll send you a screen later. <laughs> And it's just this wrinkled old goblin, and he's just staring at the the uh, display for the for the Lord of Blades. And then he starts to just you know wheel off <laughs> ever so slowly, you know, like a couple inches a minute. <clears throat> Stops and looks at the portraits of the heroes who defeated the Lord of Blades. Spits on the pictures, keeps going. <laughs> I uh, clamp his IV bag. You what? I clamp his IV bag. <laughs> like I wanna, I wanna stop it. Yeah. Why? What's your reasoning? Yeah, but please explain to me why your totally unrelated character Pete would be interested in uh, killing an innocent goblin by killing all an images. innocent goblin by all images who just happened to spit on the pictures of some people. No reason. <laughs> okay. I just felt like it. Uh, good thing you did that, because I was going to use one of my spells on it. <laughs> that would have been a waste. I searched his pockets. <laughs> he, like, weakly tries to stop you. <laughs> What'd you roll? An eight. So, you, you find a ball of lint. <laughs> he wanted his last check to bounce, so it seems. <laughs> really? Really, Mr. Zerga? You're going there? This completely unrelated goblin that Pete knows nothing about, uh, Pete tips over the wheelchair. <laughs> and, then goes, and then goes down one more floor. Um, I follow him down. Wait, you guys really aren't going to talk to the old goblin, no. dude? 
He probably has Pete, Pete has no interest. <laughs> Guys, he's always had the dirt. Schnapps has always Schnapps had the freaking idiot goblin. We need to die. talk to him. And say what? Who cares? We don't know him. You've been abusing the elderly <laughs> yeah. for no real reason. Um, excuse me. I don't follow Clay. He can go down on his own. Excuse me, Mr. Old Goblin Dude. Um, why'd you spit on that picture? Like, that dwarf was really good looking. Smack him. Yes, I'll have my vitamins now. I'll give you vitamin. Um, you're the one who was asking about the dwarf. I spit on his picture because he and his friend's money brought me nothing but trouble. Uh, what kind of trouble? Do you have any left? There was a murder in Savannah. (laughs) (laughs) It brought me the kind of trouble that can only be brought by getting involved with the houses. I'm involved with the houses right now. You better get out. Do you know anything about the recent murder? Yeah, do you... Do you get anything to pay? Uh, uh, your life. Well, unclamp your IV bag. I haven't given information for free in a long time. I get my dagger out and start poking holes in the IV bag. Oh, thank you. Because my death hasn't been painful enough. The IV bag's not attached to his body, right? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> it didn't, it didn't, like, he experienced oh, it. not, he's he not, like, plugged into it or anything? No. no. Well, this is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I should percept he better. Just has a, he just has an IV bag? Oh, totally for aesthetic. You've never met Schnapps. Schnapps is all about the aesthetic. <laughs> Whose phone is vibrating, Logan? Why are you... Look, you don't have to be mad. Nothing like a... Really I dump him out of the wheelchair. What? Why? I hate him. <laughs> I hate him, and he's taking forever, and I just want to move on. True, this is worse than the rock giant opener in the never-ending story. <laughs> <laughs> and there was... Lake... Nothing. And then there was nothing. Well, like, licked right up? No, because that would be something. Sorry, couldn't help the never-ending story reference that you that you dragged down. Yeah, I, I referenced that it was long, and so you decided, let's extend the long part of the podcast. So I look at Schnapps on the floor. I can help you back into your wheelchair, sir, if you can talk to us. That's payment enough, I think. He's just trying to breathe, and he can't. I help him sit up, but I don't help him into the wheelchair. Fair enough, noted. 
And then I say, where's Rachel? <laughs> I just watched that movie the other day. So. <laughs> I think she's not the only murder victim. Others have been being murdered of the lower levels of the city. First it was goblins, and then others. It must have been getting brave. What do you know about the murderer? And he died. Yes! <laughs> yes! Oh, man! In in uh, in final edits, you're gonna have to add in some narration to explain all of this. <laughs> if they've listened to our other ones, they yeah. know. <laughs> oh, don't worry. We'll we'll include somewhere something for them to go read about uh, Clay's utter hatred of schnapps. Okay, good. Um, so let's go down to the next floor. <laughs> Can we go go down like ten more floors? Sure. Let's ten more floors. So you guys go down to go to the next floor. And there are four guards blocking a doorway that has a magical barrier resonating over it. Alt, no one can go past this point without specific permission. Whose permission? Queen's. Well, alright. Okay. We'll be right back. That's nice. (laughs) (laughs) Could be a bit for us then. Um... Looking at them, do they have any sort of wand? Is there a lever to let down the barrier? Not anything that you can see yet, but go ahead and make a, an investigation check. 16. No. 17. Did you just say that just to, like, bump it up one just in case? 18. Yeah. So we have a 16, 17, and 18 from two people. Um, <laughs> I, just the 17, thank you. Um, there is nothing that would obviously affect the door. It's on the queen's person. Go seducer. Oh, if only we had a bard or something. Pranking people up. True. <clears throat> okay, so I leave. The whole tower? Or no, just like away from where the guards are. I go with them. Okay. These books are still so dusty. I turn into wall. You were already wall. No. You would turn back? Yeah. Oh, you never said that. Oh, wall wasn't going to hurt schnapps. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to look. see the face of whom exactly? <laughs> We I never just, even heard his name. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, I know. Yeah, you could be wrong. This might not be Schnapps. <laughs> Let's go kill all the 80-year-old goblins. Uh, sorry. At least, at least. Geriatric genocide. Oh. All right. Let's <laughs> let's move on. Let's go back right. to the library. Clay is playing Harry. Uh, all right. So uh, you guys have swiped a couple books. Uh, what would you like to do now? I mean, I thought they'd be back. TBH. That's, that's true. I I thought they would be back there, too, but... Uh, we don't know where they are. But Clay decided he needed vendetta we, against Schnapps. My friend, did you notice that the, um, that the citizens of the lower levels seemed unsettled? Yeah. Yeah, I did. What of it? I 
I do not know. But if something is eating brains, perhaps there are more victims than one. Good. We just deduced what they got from snacks. Excellent. Maybe we should not go kill an old person to figure out that info. <laughs> Maybe we should go lost. Speak time, with time the speak with the police captain again. He said he had another victim. Hmm. You know, for saying he says you don't have a brain, that's a pretty good idea. Thank you, my Let's God. Go. You guys are gonna go try and find Captain Dormel. Yeah. Oh my, Captain Dormel. Yeah. I should Captain have... Dormammu, I've come to bargain. <laughs> I, I should have played some Portal before this so I could brush up on my robot voice. Ah, true. <laughs> Portal, love that game. So you find Captain Dormel at his desk, snoring. Mm, yeah. Okay, I'm actually... Uh, Rub that beard on my face. What? Sleep. Captain, Cast I sleep. do not this have a beard. No. Oh, no, 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 no. Captain. No, 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 no. I'm going to look around his desk. Okay. Just see if there's anything that maybe... This is going to be a combined stealth and uh, investigation check. So do one of each. Stealth first, investigation. Stealth would be sleight of hand, right? No, uh, stealth would be stealth. Sleight of hand, stealth. I would allow, but stealth I was saying because he's, you're trying to not wake him up. Oh, there's actually a stealth check. Yo. Yeah. Right below slide of paper. However, I will give you advantage on it because he is asleep. Dope. I'm going to oh, uh, Wall is just going to stand very, like, completely still next to him, like, listening to what he's saying. <laughs> going to need that advantage. He rolled a one. Uh, okay, that will be a... Twenty? Do I... When I cut my proficiency in half for... Jack of all trades. Do I round up or round down? Are you round down? I believe. Nineteen. It doesn't say. If it's round up, it's gonna be twenty. Yeah, nineteen. Or Either 20. way, you're gonna be good. But <laughs> okay, well then, great. Typically, the rule is round down if it doesn't specifically say. Okay. Nineteen. Okay, it's rounded down. By the way, I just checked. Um, and for the other one, for the oh yeah, that's gonna be the tough one. Fourteen. Um. So with that, you do find a little bit of, a little bit of paperwork. Uh, it indicates that there's been another body found today, not Alara's, somebody else's, um, another poor person's, and it's got a number next to it of thirty-seven, um, and it's it's indicated in such a way that makes you think that this is how many of these cases they've had, of just people just dying with. It describes it with their heart ripped out of their chest. <clears throat> Interesting. Normally that's a werewolf's MO. Yeah, I'm a little bit suspicious of you, actually. I would be. You guys don't have this information. <clears throat> I'm the person I most meet. I know that a heart was ripped out, and I know that that's a werewolf um, thing. Now, Wall has been listening to the fairness, captain's sleeping. Yeah, that's good. Get that beard all nice and wet. <laughs> Gross. Okay, Captain. Um, captain, I do not have a beard. Oh, Captain, my Captain. 
Nice. This is See wall. You right there. Okay. It's so. <coughs> friend, I think he. Friend traveler, I think he is delirious. Is this normal behavior for dwarves? Uh, look, you know I'm no racist, but I've, this would not be the first dwarf I've seen like this. I'm going to slap him a couple times. Wake up, Captain Norman. Harder, kindly. Wait, what? Like, kindly, but insistently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, oh, yeah, yeah. A little, like, tap, tap, tap. Look around with that, man. Like, uh, whew. Look at that hoe. It's you two. Have you found anything? We may have some information on a beard. <laughs> the Please tell me Traveler said that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I get it. That's all good. All's well. I'm not sure I do either, but the woman that we went to examine at the morgue has an empty head. What? Her head is empty. An eyeball fell through into it. I saw What? I'm a day away from retirement. I don't need this crap. None of us do. But the fact of the matter is her head was emptier than... Well, help me out here. There I was no brain. <laughs> there was no brain. Apparently I have one. I do not have one. According to the medical examiner. But she had one not at all either. But I can't overstate, we're looking for a wizard to fix that problem. <laughs> and it would appear that Clay's character is missing a heart. So, <laughs> touching by his... We are looking for a wizard. We're off to see a wizard, one might say. Where, where would we find this wizard? So, I'm not, I don't understand. You said she was missing her brain? Uh, yeah, it, it appeared like it was drained. Very completely. From the top. So How? A hole. A hole? How did we not? It may involve a creature with an octopus face. And an illithid. I found a book in the library. Okay. It was a very oud discovery. No Doctor Who references at this table. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fine. I, I, an octopus face. Named an illithid. <laughs> an illithid. Yeah, we uh, we have a, a very scholarly text on the matter here. <laughs> I produced the book. <laughs> That's all I got. One day. One. One day. You don't have to read it. It would probably take quite a bit of time, and you'd if get you tired like, by then. If you would like, I can recite the relevant pieces to you. Mm-hmm. I'm presuming you just yeah, recite do, do you want me to do it live? I can do my best. Oh, <laughs> yes, please. Yes, please. The illithid were the illithid eat brains. Um, they they are also known as mind flayers. They have imprisoned many races and at one point uh, and at one point spanned um, several planes with an extraplanar empire that they conquered through 
um, that they conquered through the conquering of the minds of those they came in contact with. Yes, thank you, Dexter. Oh. Illithid, the Mind Paul. Flayer Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Which would not be any more disturbing than most other Pokemon. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> Starry's like straight from hell. Our so the worst one. My favorite is the one that's the uh, it's a more modern Pokemon, but it's the one that like was a child who died and became a ghost. Try like any ghost Pokemon. That's no, there's one that's like specifically story. children that have died. Wait, really? Are you sure it's not a child's discarded doll? Because that would be Banette. Yeah, it's not Banette. It's the little tree. Yeah. Phantom. Oh, yeah. Yep. How about the um? How about the one that is a balloon and carries such a weight? Yeah, drift. Yeah, no, like. All right, right so we're bringing it back. We're <laughs> bringing it back. This has been your deep. The good so doctor over this here. Been, uh, this has been rock tunnel and dragonites. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> it really is a child spirit possessing a rotten tree stump. I, I told you. Yo, that's jacked. Okay. This has been your Pokemon fan cast, guys. True. <laughs> So you're you're telling me that that Squidface is is our killer? Possibly. Squidward. Um, uh, go catch him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, why did we? Come Would here? you happen to know where he might be? I don't know. Did you check in the tiki-shaped house next to the pineapple? No. It's an Easter Island hood. That was topical, Captain Dormel. I rolled a ten on my, on my like understanding of that. Uh, yeah, so that's a no go. I, I count extra. I topical get... reference, Captain Dormel. Topical. I do not believe that is in a tower I am familiar with. It was a figure of speech. Um, you know what? The last murder happened in the lower levels of the towers sometime this morning. Uh, if you want to go check uh, check out there, uh, there's a there's an entire halfling district there. Yeah. Lita can. Where is that girl? She can probably Start show you first feature film. She can probably show you to to it. He uh he pulls out what appears to be a small magical bowl of water, and he calls Alita and a little face like comes up out of the water and it's the halfling girl's face. Yes, sir. Is he scrying her? Yeah. Because, you know, magic. It's a thing. We can do that in D&D. He's using his sonic screwdriver to make the water. Ooh. No! <laughs> I said no Doctor Who references at this table. <laughs> okay, if her name is Alita, who should be a war forge. No, not with a T, with a D. Oh, okay. Yeah, she definitely be a warforged scout with a T. She'd be a warforged scout. 100%. I need to see that movie, apparently. Okay. Okay, I'm That's listening great podcast on this. I apologize, and I'm listening now. Oh, okay. Um, he says, will you take these two to, to the lower levels, to the halfling district? And she's like, yes, sir, I'll be right up. Um, it'll take me maybe about an hour to get there. He nods and says, feel free to make yourselves a home. And we're going to cut back over to, uh, to the Warforge Tower, where okay. uh, a goblin has just been murdered. Time. Time killed him. <laughs> okay, so. He choked on his own regret. 
I, we step out of view from the this guards. Is a, this is an audio medium, but you guys can't see the look of horror on my face, so I figured I'd paint that picture pretty clearly for you. We step out of view of the guards. Um, so here's... Here's what I think is going on. I think that they are trying to create this deity, and I think that they believe this deity needs to have a brain. I think they're liquefying brains, brains and using them as some sort of material to to, to create the DNA. They don't know how to create Warforged. Um, they, they don't know how to create Warforged, so they don't know what they're doing. That's what I think they're doing. <clears throat> they're basing it on other things in anatomy. So. All right. I can get on board with that. Stay here. Stay here? Stay here. I'm going to go around the corner and talk to the guards for a minute. And then we can get out of here. I don't know if I can trust you. you if I go back there with them? you, then they will know that I'm probably not the queen. If I go there by myself, I think they won't question it. Fine. Queen. I transform into queen. Okay. I go to the guards. How is the manufacturing of the Becoming God? My lady, you know as well as any of us, there has been no work on the Becoming God in almost three years. Okay, good talk. I turn and walk quickly. Excellent. Excellent. I'm into it. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> get off the roof. Get off the roof. Get off the roof. Just so what now? Um, meet up with us shortly, right? We didn't really set a destination to meet, but I'd like to try and meet up with these guys. Okay. So first, you make smoke signals and say, go to Captain Dormel. So first, you do go to the, uh, to the coroner's office, the medical lab, Muss. Oh, that's right. They were going to be in the library. Perfect. So you go there. Uh, you do run into the uh, gnomish Mr. Slarty Bart. The nutty um, professor. Yeah, the, the nutty professor. Thanks. Uh, you run into the gnomish professor, and he's like, Oh, your friends have, uh, have gone off to meet with the captain, I believe. Uh, however, I, I do want to point something out to you. Come, uh, we found another body. And he takes you into the back room where the body is, and he says, I started looking for those holes that you pointed them out, and if you look... There's another hole here. That's what she said. And, uh... <laughs> I'm sorry. Probably this session, everybody needs to watch the Mountain Forest start. <laughs> Ooh, go ahead and you can just start that phrase over. I started looking for holes in the tops of heads, and I found another one. And the brain is missing in this person as well. He pulled back the sheet and said, halfling male, who, uh, yeah. His head is actually shaven bald this time. Uh, not like freshly or anything. It looks like this is a perpetual state that this halfling kept it in. And there is a fairly marked hole. It's so small, maybe like that big, uh, in his head. But it's a little easier to see than it otherwise would be. <clears throat> have you examined the other bodies? The other bodies have all been cremated. There was Conveniently. A, there was a murder today. Has she this been is in it? No, the other murder. Oh, yeah, the halfling. Lara. This is the halfling male that was murdered. Oh, it was a man. I thought it was a halfling female. Oh, My bad. No, halfling female is the assistant. The assistant. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so. What did you find in the library? Oh, not much, unfortunately. Your companions found a book of fairy tales, and that was about it. Where's the book? <laughs> I want to read it myself. <laughs> I, uh, yes, let me show you where it is. And he takes you to the library, and after like a good, after a good ten to fifteen minutes of trying to find what's going on, uh, he can't find the book, and he says, "That's strange. I could have sworn the legend of the Gith was here. I wonder what happened to it." Maybe someone stole it, Clay, or uh, Pete. Oh no, I don't think anyone stole it. How odd. Well, all right, I suppose that it might be best to go and meet up with your friends. Hold on a second. Do you know where they went? That's my thought, too. Do I know where they went? Uh, I think they went to go visit the captain at headquarters. Montage. Montage. Travel montage. <laughs> Goodbye, elderly fellow. Good day to you too, sir. So you guys head over to the captain. Smack him as I walk out. <laughs> on the butt. <laughs> Good game. Not on the butt. So you guys go back there. Uh, maybe a minute after you're there, Alita comes in. Um. Okay. Um. And she says, oh, good, you're all here. The captain has asked me to lead you to where the last body was discovered. And she starts leading you down to the lower levels. Now, these are levels of this tower that are typically just above the sewers. Um, as you're going... Can we presume that they told us we're going to the halfling district? Yeah, yeah. Okay. There was that in there. Um, she starts talking about how... It's really unusual for the police to actually pick up any dead bodies through here just because it's not usually a thing. But this was a family member of a family member of hers, and so she got word of it. And, you know, so it was a thing. Um, while she's taking you there, everyone who is in the Halfling District, as you start coming through as the police, they start just all going inside. Just kind of closing their doors and... You know, shops aren't being attended by shopkeepers. Does anyone stand out in particular? Go ahead. Perception check. Um, ten. Ten? Uh, no, nobody stands out in particular. She takes you to the spot where the body was murdered. Or at least the body was found, I should say. And it is by a small hole in the tower, small enough for a halfling to crawl through, uh, but not much larger than that. What about Golem? What about Golem? Yeah, that would work too. He's, he's one of the river folk, or was. What about an incredibly <laughs> No, no, no. I misunderstand. Big Golem. Oh, uh, no. It, it, it could not fit through there. Golems are huge. What? No. Not well of time. Oh, yeah, it could have definitely fit. Yeah. Good catch. So I'm gonna I'm gonna break out my magnifying glass. I'm going to um, start checking around the edges of that hole. 
Obviously, I can't fit inside of the little hobbit hole. Could I fit an incredibly sprightly 5'10", 95-pound Maybe. A, a magnifying glass, like, helps me see fine details better. That's, that's what it's like. Is the hole dark? Uh, the hole is dark. I have dark vision. As do I. What do we got? Give me just a minute. Still give me just a minute. I'm just going to double check something here. Okay. Where is Xanathar's guide? It's right here, underhanded to all this stuff. So, go ahead and everybody who has dark vision, uh, go ahead and make an investigation check into the hole. Ten. Fifteen. Uh, nope, nope, nope. Twelve. Are there any rocks on the ground or anything like that? Uh, like maybe pebbles. Okay. Um... And they cast light on one of the pebbles and throw it down the hole. Great. Uh, you're also welcome to make an investigation check. And play at this point, if you would like to make one as well, you may. Um, 19. 19. Alright. You see something actually rather odd um, as you toss the light in. You see something on the floor that's, oh, I don't know, maybe about the size of a pencil that's bright and shimmering that seems to do this as it disappears back into the darkness. Like a caterpillar? Kind of like that, yeah. I'd like to go talk to some of the um, halflings that went inside. Wall's going to go up and start knocking on a door. Like, hello, hello, police business, hello. Business, I love it. Uh, go ahead and roll a persuasion check with disadvantage. Um, I think that's a five. Oh, okay. Uh, four. That's a four. <clears throat> Even better. Uh, no door opens. I go to the house he was knocking on and break down the door. Well, slant like pound on the door. With like sure. my growling voice and say, "Get out here!" Intimidation check. <laughs> um, that's gonna be a two. Is it too late for for uh, traveler to get up there and say, "No, for real, get out of there!" Like trying to lower her voice a little bit. No, for real, come on out. Intimidation. <laughs> Go ahead and try. Disadvantage. Oh man. <laughs> well, that's gonna be probably the lowest one. Yep. Uh, three plus four That's plus seven. six. Thirteen? Holy F! I have double proficiency in two skills. And when your proficiency bonus is three, that carries. Yeah, it does. So thirteen. Um, they do go ahead and kind of peek out the door and say... Uh, we're, we're, we're not, uh, we're not, uh, we're, we're, we don't have anything to say. You don't have to be interested. We're not here to teach you about your Lord and Savior. Come out. We have important police business. Look, we, we, we haven't seen nothing. We don't know nothing about what's going on. We just rather 
You'd get that. How could you possibly know that you don't know nothing about what's going on? We haven't asked you anything. Wait, uh, am I standing right there still? You're reasonably close. Can I cast Zone of Truth? He casts Zone of Truth! <laughs> I see no problem with that. And I, I want to push it like far enough back so that it's like inside the house. Sure, sure. So that um, Traveler is outside the Zone of Truth and they are inside the Zone of Truth. And I'm... Are they... And they have well, I, to... Oh, go ahead. Because I can make a save against that too, right? Yeah, oh, dang it. Make dang it, Clay. Charisma saving throw. No problem. Oh. That's going to be a six. <laughs> What's the save? Uh, my spell save DC. Wait, these guys have to make saving throws? I thought you said it was basically just inside the house. I, that's where I'm going. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So, spell save DC for a cleric is eight plus... Plus proficiency plus, plus wisdom modifier. So, 13. Okay. And I get to know whether or not they make the save. They do not. Okay. Look, I, I, we, we just, we don't want to get involved with any of this. Oh, um, I should tell you this. An affected creature is aware of the spell and can thus avoid answering questions to which it would normally respond with a lie. Good note. And so such a creature can be invasive in its answers as long as it remains within the boundaries of the truth. Look, we don't want to talk about what happened here. We'd rather just get on with our business. That's that's no worries. Would you just mind stepping out here for, for two seconds so we can take your name and your official statement as being no answer? Well, since you're already using a zone of truth on me, I don't see any problem with stepping out. And he, he steps out to give his name. Uh, but as soon as he steps out, he realizes that he's no longer in the zone of truth and kind of gets this weird look on his face. Wait, are you really with the police? 100%. Look, you seem pretty uncomfortable being out here. I put my hand on his shoulder, and I'm going to cast a spell. <laughs> and this is where the game gets good, folks. It's when Arts. people start slinging spells around. Heroism. A creature you touch is imbued with bravery. Until the spell ends, the creature is immune to being frightened and gains temporary hit points equal to your spellcasting ability modifier at the start of each of its turns. So, this is basically a shot to see, like, look, do you know anything? Any information you can give us would be helpful in overcoming whatever's terrorizing this city. Be brave. Something has been... That was well done. Thanks. Something has been tricking us, making it so that we feel safe around it, and then it's been attacking us. I don't know what it is or how to stop it, but we know that it's been... Have you seen it? Maybe, but I don't know. It, it's deceptive in its nature. And he, uh, he gestures towards the hole in the wall, and he's like, it comes out from there at night. Some people say that it... I know what to do. A giant cork. Bam! City saved. <laughs> stake out. <laughs> How do you know it doesn't... Yeah, we're going to have to do the stake out. Are we, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you finished with your stake? No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I don't think a giant cork would do it. 
Some people say they've seen it coming out of the bricks themselves. But, uh, well, I, I haven't seen it myself, like I said. Sometimes they say it looks like a blob of jelly, and other times they say it looks like a shadow on the wall. Other times they say it's invisible. Sorry, is this the academic guy from the school? No, this no, is the halfling. Sorry, he's like this. Sorry, not even his voice anymore. is the same. I'm not good at voices. Okay, it's not does anyone? I guess I could do my kingpin voice from Daredevil if that makes it any better. Yeah, Ooh, that's a very angry halfling. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Okay, so they say it comes from the walls at night, and sometimes they say it looks like your best friend or your lover or your child. If we knock on the door again, will you answer? What? Yeah, we're going to go investigate some stuff. If we have any more questions, are you going to be here? I'll be here. Look, don't Will you answer? I will answer. Okay, good. Uh, Looking in the hole, is the hole bigger once you get inside? Oh, yeah. Like, it's a cavernous part of the tower, yeah. Does anyone have a hammer? Or is anybody a seven foot tall? I do have a hammer. Four hundred and fifty pounds. He does have a hammer. I do have a hammer, and I am absolutely huge. What do you say we make this hole a little bigger? While private property is a very important part of a stable society, I I do feel that under the law, certain exceptions can be made. Listen, just make the hole. Before you, as you're doing that, Alita speaks up, and she's like, "Actually, no. Under the law, that is not okay. (laughs) That is not." Oh, ugh, because you just smack him and smash <laughs> So, 15 plus strength plus proficiency, so 21. Okay, so you definitely start busting it out. After, you know, maybe three or four minutes, it's still not large enough for you to just walk through. Everybody else could walk through it. Not you. Everybody else. Uh, after that, okay. though, you could still, you could scrunch and get in. Uh, so, if you'd like to continue... Breaking it open, you can. But at this point, everybody can get through. Okay, I'll kind of like mosey in there. All right, and you pick up your light pebble, I'm assuming? Yep, I'm just going to carry that around. All right. Can, so, I, can I kind of just like tuck it into my yeah, sure, so forehead? It, it does cut off the visibility a little bit, but it also frees up a hand. Yeah, I'm just going to tuck it into that little magnet up there. So this tower looks like it used to be a really nice tower back maybe in the early days of Sharn. And starting roughly from where you are, there's a large spiral staircase that just goes right down around the inside of the tower, following the wall. Just keeps going down and down into the darkness past what you can see. Hmm. What would you like to do? I look for worms. You look for worms. Go ahead and make an investigation check. Whew, not good. All Six. I will also look for worms. Uh, that's worse than clays, so... Okay, I'm going to look for any kind of animal whatsoever, like any sign of life. We saw a cool glowy worm. I'm going to oh, cast a spell. I, I did. Okay. Someone did. Find traps. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so you sense the presence of any traps within range, which is 120 feet, that is within line of sight, a trap for the purpose of this spell includes anything that would inflict a sudden or unexpected effect you consider harmful or undesirable. 
which is specifically intended as such to be by its creator? Nothing. Okay. Anything else that you guys would like to do? Mm. No, no, that work for me. I think I kind of want to start heading down the stairs. Okay, well, all of you guys make a perception check. Ah. <laughs> Logan, what'd you get? Twelve. Twelve. Quinn? Um, Perception is under wisdom, if that helps. Yeah. Fifteen. Fourteen. So, Quinn, you notice something. This faintest smell of sulfur. Super faint, but it's there. Just difficult to detect. Um, So, what is the marching order? Who's our hardest hitter? I, but I'm arranged in the middle. middle. You'll be in the middle. I'll be in the middle. That's fair. I'll I'll be second. Wall is very in favor of um, protecting his comrades from damage. I will bring up the rear. Okay, and Lilo comes in behind. Uh, What? No, I'm going to. Nope. Nope. She's the bad nope. guy. Nope, nope, done with that. It's her. Yeah, I'm not into this. <laughs> Alita, maybe you better stay outside. Why? She pulls out her crossbow. I am more a member of the police force than any of you. I pull out my crossbow. You. Police force or not, I think you should wait outside. Whoa, hey, there's no need to get nasty here. I want to roll, roll intimidation. That is not great. 14. The difficulty, Alita, is that this is quickly moving beyond the the scope of official police business. What he's trying to say is, I'm about to break some laws. If that's what it may, if that if that's what it takes. So you might not want to be around for this. Persuasion check, Quinn. God, that's a good one, Quinn. Good work. Can I assist? Yes. I'll chat that. Uh, so I rolled seven. That is just better be good. Uh, 18 plus 4 plus 6, 28. <laughs> like, why do I even have you roll? Why? It seems what was like, the original die roll? Looking at it, it seems a little OP. It's an 18 plus my 4 charisma plus my double proficiency. Okay. But that's right. Yeah, no, no, no. It seems a little overpowered. <laughs> Alita seems to consider and then says, okay. Very well. I'll just wait up here. Thank you. All right. Okay. Oh, well, actually, if she really is the bad guy, there's not much we can do to keep her out, so. (laughs) Hmm. Hmm. I thought that at least a few of you were convinced she was a mind flayer. I am. Oh, okay. Hey, there might be a good way to... I'm going to mark her scent. Noted. That way I can tell if she's getting closer to us. Noted. Is that zone of truth still going on? Inside uh, of that house area. Let's go knock, let's go knock on the I'm house. I'm going to cast Detect Thoughts on Alita. Why don't they want me to go with them? Even if they're doing something illegal, that shouldn't change anything. Okay. Hey, do you eat brains? Surface level thought... Why would they ask that? 
How could they possibly know about anything like that? <laughs> I just love this. Traveler Stiffens. For those of you who are who are listening, this is an audio medium. You didn't see the Oreo in Logan's hand that like snapped in half when I said that. That's true. I did snap an Oreo in half. I had two fingers on the top and one on the bottom. I just broke when you said that. Just enough tension. So the only indication that I give to them that anything might be up is that I just stiffen. So yeah, what what happened on her face? Because I obviously am not detecting that thought. Uh, go ahead and make an insight check. I'm going to do that as well. I'm going to probe deeper when I get a chance. I know you are. 14. 12. Uh, no change in face that you can see. On Battle Angel? Mm-hmm. I'm good. Can I, do I notice that he's his body or her body's tensing up? Perception. My passive perception. Because I probably really, really actively quick. looking is 14. Can, can I... Can I make 15. an insight check to see if um, see if I like catch on to what's going on here? <laughs> just so long as you take disadvantage, yes. Because because Wall is not is not a suspicious person. Like I said, take disadvantage. But yeah. Okay. 15, so by the way. The lower one was a seventeen, and I am proficient in insight. Your lower one was a seventeen. Yeah, I rolled a seventeen and a twenty. Baller. I never roll this well, guys. <laughs> I never um, roll this bad. So 17 plus... 22. 22? Yeah. Yeah. You've got a pretty decent idea of what's going on. Okay. okay. I'm going to probe deeper. And I do notice... Traveler stiffen. What's the save for? It's going to be a wisdom save... And it's going to have to be my proficiency plus 8 plus my charisma, so 15. Okay. If it fails, I get deeper insight into its reasoning, its emotional state, and something that looms large in its mind. And if it succeeds? The spell ends. The spell ends. Guys. I'm... I'm... I'm not going to say anything, but I'm going to share a glance with them. A nervous glance. Well, I... I wish you all luck. Yeah, if you'll just wait at the opening for us, we'll be right back. Yeah, sure. I, I asked her if she eats brains, and she just ignored it? <laughs> can, we, can we resolve that, please? What is happening? <laughs> I forgot about. I forgot that you actually asked it, and I didn't answer. Sorry. Thanks for calling me on that. <clears throat> no, I don't eat brains. I mean, I've had cow brains before. Who hasn't? Am I right? I haven't. Well, you don't even have a brain. I don't eat or sleep. Okay. Thank you for. Thank you for. Should I let anyone through if they come looking for you? Or do you like, just want me to stand guard, or... I don't know. If you'll just How stand we'll guard, take? don't stop anyone, but shout down to us if there is someone coming. All right. Understood. All right. So you guys all just start going down the stairs, yeah? Nope. I mean, yes, but like back. Cautiously. How, how, close, is, how close is Wall to Who's the back? 
Uh, maybe within 10 feet. Did the stairs go up at all, or just down? They just go down. I think we should get in, go down a couple of stairs, and talk about and what talk about just it. happened. Yeah, let's go. All right, let's go down. Okay. We shall go down. Wall, wall goes down. Okay. And what are you guys doing? We're going to get out of here, so we can talk about this. Of course, of course. I, I figured. So, uh, okay. So what was going on? I saw you yeah. stiffen up so, there. Uh, Remember when he asked if she ate brains? Yeah. It was kind of weird. Not sure it was warranted. <laughs> I don't know that it was either. You think she is the illithid? I open my bottle. Well, either way, I've okay, marked, noted. I've marked her please scent. Please describe what's going on when you open the bottle. I, I pull a bottle out of my pack and I open it and black fog starts to come out of it. And it starts filling up the area. Like Peruvian instant darkness powder? Yes. Okay. Okay. I have marked her scent, so at this point I can tell if she's getting closer or not. Okay. So we need a safe word in case she gets closer. Hippopotamus. (laughs) You went to that very quickly. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that was really bad. The walrus sings at midnight. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, I think that's a great one. Yeah, so you just a, is that an idiom? <laughs> All right, guys. So you guys shared what you know about mind flares. I'm assuming. Yeah. So if probably in front of her too, if I sh- if we shared it while we were wait, what does the book say anything about whether or not the mind flare can take the form of a human? Does it say anything? Uh, if not, the book that you guys got no. What so, but it did test? say it did say that mind flayers control their victims. Um, when slight clarification with Mark Descent, you are no longer sure where she is because you are out of sixty feet of her. Okay. But if she comes within that sixty foot range, you become aware. Okay, perfect. Just wanted to make that clarification, so you can no longer smell her. That's still pretty fantastic, assuming she only has a thirty foot movement speed. So, yeah. Or twenty five foot since she's a hobbit. The book. So the book says that they can control their victims? The mind players? Uh, yeah, it does does allude to the fact that they are allowed to control their victims. So if we if we kill this halfling, we just lost our lead. If she's being controlled. Correct. And we've also alerted the mind, the mind player. So what if I don't wanna I don't wanna rush in empty handed and get destroyed. I do. What if we go back, say, oh, we didn't find anything, um, and come back later and, without her? And, like, interrogate her. Yeah. I definitely think we should go down here just a little bit and see if there's anything noteworthy. Like, what if we catch a scent of Alita down here that could be telling, right? Can and you tell past scents? Hmm? Can Quinn smell past scents? I don't think so. Yeah. I feel like if he was like, like in her like, house, though. Sure, like I would allow a perception check for that. Yeah, and like you'd be aware of it, but no, not like. If I had cast Hunter's Mark, then yes. But I did not. So, there you go. So, what are y'all gonna do? <laughs> Let's go down. Alright. should hunt for those worms. 
Yeah, that might not be bad. These guys don't want to changeling yet, so I'm gonna go in the middle. Oh, yeah, that's true. And I'm going to shape shift into Alita. And then I'm gonna be like, BOOM! <laughs> <laughs> and how do you two take that? Can, can I attempt to. He's now like this big, right? Oh, can you actually shift sizes? I don't think you can. I can't shift like class, like weight classes. Wait, sure. am I not in the back? You are, but he's in the middle. Oh, okay, so I'm not confused. You saw I got shorter. Um, Walt tries to pick him up, just like this. Go ahead and do a strength check. 15? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty easy. No. I am happy with this distraction. Here is my <laughs> Feeling a little tense? Yes. How did you get here? I followed you in, you idiot. I say in my voice. He must be a changeling. I could say that I assume he's a mind player, but I'm going to say he must be a changeling so that this plot moves along. <laughs> oh, friend changeling. He must be a changeling. So you guys actually, after a couple of minutes of walking, can see the bottom of the tower. Okay. Or at least of this staircase. A bottom. Yeah. You can see a floor. Um, and there is a big... Can I still be carrying... Yeah, I don't see why There is a big, huge door set uh, on the opposite side from where the staircase ends, and it looks like the pictures of the Mind Flayer from Legend of the Gith. It's got a big, huge head, tentacles writhing out of its chin This is area. the door? or This is the door. It's like just a giant carving into the door with all of that there. I definitely oh, pictured shit. the... In the Harry Potter, oh yeah, Chamber it's, it's like Salazar Slytherin. So that's definitely like, the inspiration. I feel like I'm definitely picturing more of like Cthulhu or something like that. Right. That works well, too. because of the octopus yeah. face. No, you guys are both right on the same basic okay. page. I'm thinking more size-wise. That's what uh, I'm there's about. just there's just a line split straight through the middle of the face. If the mouth opens, the basculus comes out. Is that a thing that happens in that movie? Wall's gonna try and push it open. Okay. Go ahead and make a strength check. I'm gonna Don't help him. Fail. It's a five. Um. Sorry. Twelve. Okay. Um. It doesn't go open. It does like get a little bit like you know in the way like when you push against the door and then it comes back. It's that. Is it uh, locked? Maybe it's a pull, not push. I was going to say, I would like to walk up and try and pull the door open. I'm going to help 15. Uh, no, don't help me. Same kind of deal. A little bit of give, but not a ton. Uh, with that said, you guys are allowed to do what's called taking 20, uh, which means that eventually you would just get a 20 on your die roll, but you're going to have to spend 10 minutes down here in order to do that. Why don't we all just um, push together? I'll keep watch while the three of you do that. Yeah, okay. So I pull out my bow and, and knock an arrow. Okay. Just in case. While you guys I've, work I've on left the, door. the bottle open as we've been coming down. Mm. And so the smoke has been pouring out and filling up. Can yep. we breathe in this? Yeah, you can breathe in it. You just can't see very well. Even with dark sight? Even with dark vision, because it's just, it's an experiment. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, Do I maybe. sense her coming down at all? With that said, I was just about to say that. Just as they get the door open, you feel her come back within range. Um, and she appears to be, from what your senses are telling you, right 
on the staircase 60 feet away from you. I cast invisibility on myself. I let everyone know sh- that I can sense her again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as he tells. As right, soon right, as right, I, right. I cast invisibility. She's coming. Okay. Everyone go ahead and roll initiative. Oh, that was on the edge. 23. Oh, I also got a 23. Let's go. Nice. We're looking to start 18, 23, 23. We're looking to start strong. Holy yeah. That's really Okay. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> okay, uh, Logan, you said you got... The door's open as well, so there might be something behind okay. us, too. If uh, we're torn, turn our backs to the door looking at her... Uh, there may be something behind Quinn? us. Quinn? Sure. 23. Very nice. And Clay. Initiative? 10. 10. 10. Okay, and then Logan and Quinn, you guys got the same number, so who's got the higher dexterity? What's yours? Plus 5. I have plus 4. Okay. So, Quinn, go ahead and roll perception. Uh, that's going to be a um, eight. An eight, you said? Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. So you are aware of Alita's position, for what it's worth. And so even though you can't see her, you may still proceed as if it is your turn in combat. You are 60 feet away from her exactly, just for that, just in case it matters to you. Um, I'm going to call out to her, because she, I mean... Sure. You're just going to call out to her and try to make conversation of some kind? Yeah. Alita, is that you? Pretend no like I heard something. Yeah. Okay. I draw my arrow. So it's not, I had it knocked, it's now Not drawn. drawn. And would you like to wait until something happens to fire? Yes. Is there something specific you'd like to wait for, or just general badness? Um, general badness. Okay. We're going to go ahead and move along to Logan. Mm. Okay, so do I have any idea of where this person would be? Where Alita would be? Mm-hmm. Um, because of the obscuring fog and mist, it's not, it's not great. Go ahead and make a perception check. I forgot about the fog. On the plus side, she can't really tell where we are either. That's going to be... Perception's wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. Nine. Okay. Eight. Okay. What are you going to do on your turn? You are invisible. Mm-hmm. So don't forget about the fog. Actually, how do you feel if I call an audible and say that's your turn? Yeah, that's true. Okay. Uh, uh, well, because hmm. here's the thing: I forgot about the fog. I don't know that I want to be invisible. Too late. Yeah, I called it. So we'll make an action. Okay. Um, Alita starts moving. She doesn't keep going down the stairs. If the stairs come down, you know, around in a circle, she's going straight down them, like straight down the. Uh, As though she's side like of the wall. The yeah. yeah, but she's not going quickly. She moves maybe twenty feet closer to you. I fire. 
Okay, I'll count that. Go ahead. Take disadvantage because you can't see. Okay. Oh. All right, well, 16 or 19. <laughs> um, and go So ahead. 26 to ah! hit. Roll for damage. Twelve. Twelve damage. Very nice. Okay, and go ahead and make a perception check, everyone. What time of day is it? Uh, midday, but it's dark in here, so... Ten. Uh, ten? Fifteen. Nineteen. You said perception, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 17. Okay, anyone with 15 or higher, you do not hear an arrow sinking into flesh. You hear a weird, like, squelching noise. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, not, not pleasant. Alright. And then, uh, Greg, it's gonna be your turn. Okay. Um... I can't, I can't check see while you do that. You cannot. I cannot. Dang it. That like takes away all of my spells. <laughs> and they're all based on things that I have to see, see within range. Line of sight. Yeah. Uh, you said have them roll a perception? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Rolling a perception really quick. Uh, 17 again. Uh, you hear something coming from the hallway behind you when the door just opened. <laughs> Good time to be okay. invisible, boys. <laughs> um, I turn that way. What do I see? Uh, so you see something moving in the distance. It looks like this is a long hallway, but you can't tell what it is. It's just barely too far to, to see. Um, but it looks like it's running, whatever it is. I could do a double attack. I could have shot two arrows. I'll let you retcon that if you'd like to shoot a second arrow. Disadvantage again? Uh, yeah. Um, Wall's going to stand there and wait. 18. 18. You do still hit, and how much damage? 8. 8 damage. Eight. Wall's going to wait for... Wall's going to stand there and okay. uh, take the... Uh, the ready, ready action. action. Yeah, Just wait for general badness on yeah. that end. Got it. Yep. Alright, Clay? I pull out my scroll... And I cast Warding Wind. A strong wind blows around me in a 10-foot radius and moves with me, remaining centered wherever I go. Um, the wind has the following effects. It deafens Is me. Is this just basically to... It deafens you? It does. And other creatures in the area. <laughs> extinguishes all flames. Um, the area is now difficult terrain. Good. That's going to make it hard for me to shoot arrows. It's 10 foot around me. I don't know what's how big is this I'm, floor. I'd oh, say it's I'm like a good 60 feet across. Yeah, I'd say I'm still within 10 feet of I you. I would agree with that assessment. So I can move out ten, within 10 feet of you, but... I uh, I want to kind of catch the darkness inside this tornado. He wants to clear the air. Okay. Sure. The air starts clearing. 
So it's only dark around us now. They'll never know where it takes one round. Oh, you're catching all the... Okay, so now they can't see you. Got it. Now they can't see me or anything within the ten feet. Okay, okay. Yeah, sure, I'm down with that. Um, With that said, wall, you do feel something try to slam into you and knock you over. Okay. While you're doing that. Uh, What is your... Well, actually, just go ahead and make an... Not an athletics, an acrobatics check. Compared to dexterity. Yeah, compared to its athletics. Wait, I can't do athletics versus athletics? It's going to be acrobatics. Because it's trying to wrestle you, basically. I know. I know. Please don't fight me on this. Okay, don't fight me on this as the wrestler. Don't do I'm, it. I'm the wrestler here. I'm the I one know. who wrestled, like... For seven years. I know. Yeah, but that's, that's acrobatics, not athletics. <laughs> I was that's not, why you wear a onesie. Not athletics. I was not athletic, apparently. You were in Syracuse High School's acrobatics program, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. No, I just, I figure it's trying to grapple you and you're trying to get out of it. So, acrobatics is what I generally label that. Okay, I would think Wall would just try and, like, just bear hug it or something, but I'll go with it. Uh, that's a six. Okay, you definitely shove it off, but barely. Wow. How low did it roll? It it got a total of five. Poor little guy. It, it rolled pretty bad. I feel sorry for it. Oh, it's not little. It's it's as tall as you are. Oh, okay. It just rolled really bad. Okay. And we can't see this? You cannot see it. But, I mean, he fought with it, and so he can tell... Um, you guys actually can't see anything because of the cloud of darkness you're in. Uh, Wait, does the cloud of darkness get dispersed by a strong wind? He trapped it. He trapped the, the cloud of darkness. In so if the you step wind. out of the strong wind, you would be able to see. Yep. Uh, with that said, it's going to go ahead and be Quinn's turn again. I can still sense where she's at. Oh yeah. I'm firing two more shots. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's this not still disadvantage. Yeah, yep. but you don't get double disadvantage, which is good. That one got caught, so... Okay. Um, 19 to hit for the first one. Okay, just roll the second one while we're at it. Uh, 12 to hit on the second one. Uh, that one does not hit. Okay, 7 damage then. Okay. And with that said, then we go to Logan. Okay, I'm just going to step out of the smoke that apparently I'm still in. Okay. And I'm just going to peep the scene a little bit. I mean, I'm invisible, so... Okay, so up on the wall with three arrows sticking out of it is a massive, like, disgusting blob of body parts slowly coming down the wall. Okay. Um, trying to wrestle with wall is a massive bugbear. And they're both... They're both in the darkness, they're... though, so would he not be able to see that? No, no, because Clay... Wrapped the darkness all up from Right, the but he stepped out of the darkness. So he's wrestling oh. the bugbear in the darkness. I was saying the bugbear was just like barely outside of it, whereas Walt was barely inside. Oh, okay. Of it. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's the noise you peep. Mm-hmm. I don't like this. Okay. So. So they're not invisible. They they are not invisible, but you are. The only reason we couldn't see them was because of that smoke. Okay. Um, well, I'm gonna go ahead and take some rope. 
You're going to take rope? Yes. Okay. And I'm going to attempt to to trip up the bugbear. Like, just wrap it around his legs? Uh, go ahead and... I've become not invisible if I attack. That's why. Yeah. I'm going to call that a sleight of hand check. Oh, no prob, my boy. No prob. <laughs> you know not what thou hast done. <laughs> All right. So that's going to be 13 plus 4 plus 3. So that's 20 plus 5. 25. 25. And I'm going to... Uh, yeah, you, you succeeded that. And he goes ahead and he trips. Yeah, I'm just gonna give me a good good yank. Do, yep. do I get you become visible at this point though, I'm ruling. I'm counting that as an attack. Do I get Wait, an attack of opportunity? Does uh, he yes, take damage? He's going to take some minuscule damage, but damage, but also wall gets an attack. Wait, why is it why is this an attack? Because because you are you are attacking him. Not doing damage, but you are attacking him. <laughs> Your weapon of choice was rope. Okay, regardless of whether or not it was Logan, I'm going to contest this hard. But regardless of Logan the tornado with the rope. Continue play. I, I would like Wallace just going to try and punch this guy. And that's a. Do I okay? Do I get my proficiency when I'm trying to punch someone? Oh yeah, of course you do. You're okay. wall. Under the section actions in combat, attack and use an object are two separate things. Because that's going to be You're still invisible. That's going to be a total of twenty to hit, and I get to do one d four plus my strength because I'm a gigantic robot. Right. So that's five damage. Okay. Not half bad. Not half bad. Absolutely. He takes that going down. Uh, with that, uh, you are officially also out of the. Okay. Fuck cloud. I think that that's a reasonable adjustment. So it's uh, just you and me in there, Clay. That we don't. The, the blob moves as fast as it can right up to where Quinn was. Uh, and with that said, it is now... It's not quite to you. It's close, though. Um, it's going to be Greg's turn. Um, let's see. With my... Uh with my war hammer now, I'm gonna take a swing at the um, bugbear, and that will be a twenty total to hit. Okay, you hit. I'm gonna be swinging that one-handed because I just punched him. Oh, that was terrible. Uh, four damage. I did more damage punching him. That's rough. That's real rough. Um, all right, and now we're back to clay. I'm going to cork my bottle. Okay. Um, and go back to the door and go through it. Okay, and you're just gonna start leaving them behind? Is that what I'm? I am going to take this darkness and this tornado into the doorway. Oh, got it. Okay, that's your turn. Um, the bugbear is trying to get the rope out from under its legs. With that said, uh, it does not succeed. <laughs> cool. Uh, so, Logan, your turn again. Or, Quinn, I've skipped you twice now. Just once. No, right? I skipped you twice. No, so, I took shots last round. I took shots. You took shots last round? Okay, yeah. then it's your turn. So I see this thing now, this blob coming at me, because Clay moved, so I'm out of Oh, it's like 10 feet away. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> close. Is it made up of halfling parts? Uh... Just perception check? Flesh I don't general, see anything. Yeah, that's actually true. Good point. I had a net 20 on that. I want to, yeah, I want to see if there's like a main 
body part I can notice in there. Is there anything Battle Angel adjacent inside of this? So perception? Yep. Uh, 23. Uh, there is no main body part. It's just this nasty... Just nasty, gross blob. Okay, <coughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to shoot as I'm backpedaling. Okay. So you're going to move 30 feet and shoot twice while you do it. While I do it. Okay. I think they call that kind Go of... Go ahead. Um, I'll just do both of them. So 26 and 16 are okay. my two. You in both cases. That's 10, 11, 21 damage. That's going to... Okay. Thanks. And go to Logan's turn as it takes both of those arrows. I've done like 40 damage to this thing. Somewhere around there. Yeah, somewhere around there. Is this bugbear standing up or is it still on the ground? Oh no, it's still on the ground. Cool. Um, um, I could read the thoughts of the bugbear and see if it's embarrassed. <laughs> like, well, it could be a waste of a spell. Oh no! How did I get in this situation? Um. Hmm. Well, while it's down, I guess I can try and stab it. I don't. Wait. No. Uh, you know that thing you can do where you pass until and hop in later in the initiative line. Mm-hmm. Can we do that while I look something up? Yep. Okay. Uh, who do you want to come after? Um, the Blob, Greg, Clay. Oh, is the Blob next? Uh-huh. Okay. And this would also permanently move you down the line. Okay, I'm going to expend one use of my Bardic Inspiration then. And inspire who? Oh, shoot. I have to do this when I attack, so I'm going to attack the Bugbear. Okay. Final answer, going to swing a sword at it. A rapier. Okay. Do I get advantage? Yes. Okay, my best one was a 23. Okay. And damage? Uh, good question. Okay, so I'm going to expend a use of Bardic Inspiration. So it's going to be a D8 plus 4, so that's 11, plus 2 extra D6 for Bardic Inspiration. Psychic Blade attack. What's the total? Uh, 5, 3, 7, and 4. 19. Pretty good. Okay, great. That's your turn? Yep, that's it. And okay. I'm, I'm visible now. Um, everyone but Clay, go ahead and make wisdom saving throws. Oh no. That's I got not. a four. I got a five. Twenty. Okay, you are not affected. Uh, <laughs> the other two of you, though... Realize this blob isn't trying to hurt you. Oh, <laughs> good. Excellent. It is definitely a friend. In fact, it's probably not okay that the shifter is trying to attack it. Like, the shifter should almost definitely be stopped. Crap. Good. Greg, your turn! I wish that I witnessed that. Oh, this is frustrating. Can I walk over and try and um, grapple our shifter friend? Oh, absolutely. Go ahead and make an athletics check. Uh, hey, what about the bugbear? Um, what about the bugbear? 
Do I have any feelings about the bugbear? No. That's going to be 25. Like, not any additional feelings. 25. <laughs> okay. Oh, so, so, uh, acrobatics to... 25. Okay, <laughs> both of you re-roll. 22. Um, 23. <laughs> 450 pounds of robot comes slamming down onto you, and you are grappled. That's not good. Uh, with that said, Clay, your turn. What are you up to? I would like to dispel the wind ward. Okay. Go out and close the door. Wait. With us on the other side? No, 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 no. We don't know that, though. I, I want to trap all the mist that I just created on the other side of the door. Oh, so you and, come back uh, into this room with the darkness. Yes. In there. Sealed. Okay. P.S., by the way, I have really have no idea what's happening in this room. Okay. I didn't know there was a flesh monster. I haven't known there was a bugbear. But now you do. Now I do. And now um, you see wall is on top of... Okay, and that's going to be your turn. I'm going to... Is is dispelling a spell like a full action? It's a bonus action, but that on top of closing the door. And... That's fair. Okay. Yep, then I'm done. Okay. The bugbear tries to still get out of his restraints um, and fails again. Dang. Yeah, he's been rolling awful tonight. <laughs> My guy is just stuck down there. I feel a little um, Is he tied up or just prone? He's, he's prone, he's but prone he's prone. yanked him. But he can't get out of the restraints, and that's his goal. Uh, Quinn, your turn. Ooh, yeah, that was a thing, wasn't it? That was a thing. Uh, he tried to come and grab to, me. Yeah, we need to retcon that. Uh, Greg, will you go ahead and make one more roll? Okay. Because um, it was disadvantage that you should have been taking. Um, okay, so I will roll less than 22 on that. Okay. So you do not, but your friend just tried to attack you. Right. And I don't know why. Yeah. <clears throat> Great. None of us are. are Wait, aware no. That I, I can cast. talk as a bonus action. Yeah. I would be like, friend shifter, friend shifter. It's a friend. It's not. It means us no harm. Friend of dwarf. <laughs> All right, Quinn. What are you doing? Why lie. is it coming up? There is some inspiration <clears throat> for this. Coming. Um. I'm going to... Crap. How close am I to the blob? It's ten feet away. Ten feet away. And he's right on top of me, basically. Uh-huh. Wait, do I repeat the wisdom saving throw on each of my turns? Yeah, how does this work? No. I, um, it is until the spell ends. Am I aware that it has been cast on me? Um, no, not, not as yet. Okay. How close am I to the bottom of the uh, stairs? How close are you to the bottom of the stairs? Yes. Um, let's see. Uh, 40 feet? 40 feet. Um, I essentially go 30 feet to the st- towards the stairs shooting at the blob still. Okay. Make two attack rolls and Greg you get an attack of opportunity against Quinn. Yeah. Now is he trying to hurt him? So I'm, I'm with a bow I know it's still an attack of opportunity. With though. a bow 18 is crit. So I'm rolling to see Is if, it? Yes. Are you addition 
Fifth edition, I don't know. Are you shooting and then stepping away? So fifth edition, it is not. Okay. Fifth edition, it's not. Because I remember that rule, and I was like, hey, wait a second. All crits are 20s. I had a 12 on my athletics check. Yeah, I'll have him make an acrobatics here in a second. So, 28 and 20 to hit. Okay. 7 and 12. So 19 damage. Okay, make an acrobatics check though first. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Stop. That's going to be a 14. And you said 12, Greg? Yeah. Okay, so you do avoid it and you do deal 19 damage to this thing, which is not happy. Um, I'm glad it's not happy. Now, does it look like Wall's got this on lockdown? Yeah, it looks like Wall's got that pretty well on lockdown. I'm going to keep um, working this bug back. Wall's got pretty much everything on the lockdown. What are you doing with the bugbear? Usually what you lock things with is walls. True. Logan, what are you doing with the bugbear? On the board. I'm going to attack it again. <laughs> if I have no change of, of feeling toward it, then I, I think I'm safe to attack it. I really hope okay. they don't catch that and edit. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm going to hit that with... That's going to be 18. Is it still prone? Yes. Okay, 18 is my top. Is that a hit? Yes. Cool. Uh, yeah, okay, I'm just going to keep it rolling with my regular hit. That's going to be six damage. Okay. Great. And then, but at the same time, I'm also yelling, like, dude, stop attacking the flesh bob. I'm pretty sure it's like Alita Battle Angel or something. So, the block gets right up next to you. It's, it's right there. And it's going to attack you. Uh, yeah. So first, it tries to wrap its kind of blobby mass around you. What is your armor class? 16. Okay, it's going to hit, and it's going to do... Okay, so at this point, has the spell broken? No, it has not. I did just see the... I did just see it attack someone that I also recognize. What's the spell? The spell is Charm Person. Yeah, so that should break it, right? Nope, only if only if you guys are the ones attacked. I don't like how many times you're rolling that. Uh, so that's going to be 13 damage for the first attack. Ooh, first attack. And then uh, with the other one, you also need to make another Wisdom saving throw. Twenty-one. Okay, twenty-one. You feel your mind start to be attacked, but you fend off whatever's going on there. Okay. Um, With that said, that's going to be Greg's turn. Okay. So I just took the thirteen damage, and that's it. Yep. Okay. Um. Let's see. Okay, wall is. Okay, Wall sees his friend Flesh Blob and his friend the uh, the shifter. Is, he, is our shifter a ranger? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And the friend and friend Ranger over here, like going at it, and he does what any good friends with any good friend would do and step in between them. Good. <laughs> try and push him apart. That's what I like to hear. Okay. Go ahead and make an athletics check. Oh, that's really bad. Um, that's going to be a nine. It is unsuccessful. 
It is definitely unsuccessful. Uh, Clay, your turn. Uh, this flesh beast. Does it have eyes? Uh, a lot. Okay. Ew. A lot. Um, I cast Hypnotic Pattern. Okay, what does that do? Um, first of all, is there a saving throw it has to make? Yes, Wisdom. And what's the number eight? It is... 16. It does not beat it. Flesh Monster... Flesh Monster is charmed. Good. Excellent. Everybody's While charmed. While charmed by this spell, the creature is incapacitated and has a speed of zero. Oh, good. This spell lasts a minute. Okay. Um, the spell ends if it takes damage. Okay, we can go from there. Um, with that said, it is Bugbear's turn. And it breaks its bonds um, and stands up and tries going after uh, after Wall because... No, after you because you're Please. no longer invisible. And I am stabbing you. Please describe the... <laughs> the so I'd like to say that it ripped its ropes off, but it really just more like slipped them off. Like, you know... Are they off of them? Yeah, they are. Completely off. off. Yep. Not just broken and like not nearby. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, and he rises to try and attack Now, you. can he rise and attack in the same turn? No, he cannot. Okay. Um, with that said, Quinn, you remove... Delicious. I know, sorry. Um, I'm going to start backpedaling up the stairs as I'm shooting at the blob still. Okay, still shooting at the blob. Go for it. 27. 22. Okay, good, good. 12. And 12, 24 damage. Okay, the arrows sink into it and it just starts to melt into the cracks and just it's kind, kind of, of starts fizzing and bubbling and then it leaves a sticky residue behind as the flesh starts to melt. Is it dead? Does, it, does the spell end? Yes, the spell. Okay. The spell ends. Very you guys are no longer nice friendly towards it. Too. So he did not break the rope? He did not. Excellent. And it is your turn. I'm going to cast Friends. <laughs> it's an enchantment cantrip. Okay. Now, <laughs> things are about to get real here. I don't know if bugbears speak common, but let's hope they do. <laughs> okay. Okay, so let's get real for a second with this pairing of, with the cantrip and the Knaith Mandolin. So the cantrip... For the duration, I have advantage on all charisma checks directed at one creature of your two. Oh, that isn't hostile toward me. Hold on. Please checking for another spell. Dang it, I have no spells other than friends. Dang it. Okay. Well, I'm still going to try and convince... Th- nah, no, I'm not going to try and convince it. I'm just going to hit it. Who cares? Um, dang, my whole turn just fell apart. I planned so carefully. <laughs> Do my arrows also melt? Do your arrows also what? Melt. The ones that are in there? No. However, two of them are broken. I don't know if this is okay to retcon. Mm. I have to deal one extra d6 damage for this That's pretty bad. Oh, go ahead. I did uh, 2d6 damage, so that's just going to be one point. Oh, so you actually killed it with that? Okay. Yeah, it should have been dead before it stood up then. Whatever. Because that was the psychic blade. It's supposed to be 3d6 when I'm 5th level. So, while you guys are there... That's what I imagine the blob looking like. so gross. 
the doors, the... That's better. The okay, so the bugbear died. The bugbear died. To clarify. And the Don't doors fly open, and the illicit steps out, out with the darkness it. swirling behind it. Okay. Ooh, uh, cool. Logan, go ahead and make a wisdom saving throw. Excellent. Just me, huh? Not looking hot for Chiboy. That's going to be a... Chigirl. True. Chigirl. Not looking hot for Chigirl. Traveler. That is going to be... A 13. Great. You hear a dominating voice in your mind that you are forced to obey. Say, kill them all. Yep. This is the dumbest illithid. They picked me. (laughs) Picked me. (laughs) Should have picked me. (laughs) Or anybody else. (laughs) I I can't kill you guys if I try. Um, with that said, it is now Greg's turn. And the bugbear is still up and going. Right? Bugbear's dead. Bugbear's bear is dead. dead, okay. Blob is also Blob dead, is dead as far as we can tell. Bugbear is dead. Wait. Sorry, I feel like I missed something while I was, like... The mind flare came out of the uh, drawers and... And enthralled me. Oh, how okay. Much, how much freedom do I have in killing them all? Um... The most expedient way. That Unlimited you power. Um, he walls read about illithids, right? Yeah. Okay. He's just going to use his javelin of lightning. Oh, great! <laughs> go ahead and uh, go ahead and do that. Okay. So when I hurl it and speak its command word, it transforms into a bolt of lightning, forming a line five feet wide that extends out from me to a target within range. Within 120 feet. And each creature in the line, excluding me and the target, must make a DC 13 dex throw. Nobody's in the line. So just him. Just him. So he doesn't have... It says excluding you, guys. No. uh, It says anyone except me. And the monster, I thought it said. Mm. And the target, I mean. Or are you trying to throw it, like... Through, creature like, in the line excluding you and okay yeah excluding you and the target okay but this yeah. cool bolt of lightning goes through and then it does the javelin damage which is uh, uh javelin damage crap i was supposed to have advantage on that check mm. got a six we're good okay okay so i need to make a ranged weapon attack really quick okay that's gonna be dexterity based um, not for oh, not for javelin. Not for javelin. You're good. Go on. Says the throw javelin can be either. Um, eighteen. Eighteen. Uh, you do hit and damage. Sorry, I didn't bother to write down the javelin stats because I thought it just did the magic damage, and then after that I could worry about that. So I've got to flip. You're that fine. I think it does still do some magic damage. Uh, it it does it does um forty six lightning damage plus the javelin plus the javelin damage. I just need to look up four d six eh one d six so five d six yeah here you can roll these two just roll them all, all together five. Uh, one four eight twenty 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 damage very nice twenty damage thank you you never have too many d six when you're playing d six I brought mine I have a little box of them. All right. Um, Clay, your turn. I hold up my holy symbol and cast Banishment. <coughs> okay, what does that do? That's not a thing I can do. 
But it would send him, it would send him to his home plane. Okay. Um, <laughs> I cast Hypnotic Pattern again. Okay, and that's a wisdom saving throw, right? Wisdom saving throw of 16. Okay, and what does he do because he failed? Uh, he is charmed. <laughs> Has a speed of zero and is incapacitated. Can you remake the thing on his turn? Um, no. We have one minute that this guy is stunned. Does that do anything to me? No. Okay. I have so to expend another sorcerer point. But so you're I'm good. still no, no. I'm, oh. I'm still gonna have to try and kill him, right? Yep. Dope. So Clay just went after my yep. turn. Your turn. Let's deal with Logan. Except, hang on, hang on. We don't know that he's attacking us yet. Yep, one he more thing. Us yet. Um, everyone except Logan, go ahead and make an intelligent saving throw. Oh, this isn't going to be good. I'm going to use Tides of Chaos and take advantage on that. Wait, <laughs> will you also roll on that wild surge percentage table? You what? Right now? Yeah, right now. I thought I had to cast something. Woo! 47. A unicorn, controlled by the DM, appears in a space within five feet of me, and then disappears one minute later. <laughs> Good. Sorcerers are fun, my friends. Uh, what? That's awesome. Can the unicorn heal me? I was bit by a fairy. Just don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> So I rolled a nine on my intelligence save. Okay, Greg, I rolled a nine as well. Clay? 20. 20. Okay. Um, okay, the two of you are stunned for one minute. And <laughs> Dang it. The one minute he's... We have three people stunned for a minute. You guys, you guys do good. We have confidence Keep in you. Keep me alive, Clay. You guys also... So he's attacking uh, us. Greg, you're going to take... Oh, yeah. You're going to take 14 damage, and Ooh. Quinn, you're going to take... You're going to take 24 damage. I'm still conscious. Really? That's, that's impressive. Logan, what are you doing on your turn? <laughs> I'm going to go up to Clay, and I'm just going to be like, hey, uh, I'm going to cast a quick spell on you. That that chill? No. He doesn't know. No metagame. Oh, yeah, you don't know he's been possessed. I'm going to try and persuade him. Hey, man, I got a really good spell. Uh, the only stipulation is that you've got to be willing. It's going gonna, it's gonna to boost you up. I have this unicorn to deal with. Deception check versus insight check. No, oh, I'm not good at deception on this one. Insight's wisdom. Oh man, he might actually beat this. I hope he beats this. 10, 14. What'd you get? 14. 14 versus? 10. You beat it. You realize something is not okay. Come on, man. Just no, let me, no, no. Let me cast no. this magic on you. Does this this spend your six seconds? I'm over it. This <laughs> magic. Are you going to try casting it on him anyway? Okay. Unicorn. Is it my turn? Oh no, it's the unicorn's under the DM's control. But yes, yes. it is your I'm turn. I'm making a plea to this unicorn. Oh, okay. Take the illithid and run. 
Uh, persuasion check. That's not great. <laughs> um, Seventeen. Seventeen. It's not terrible. That, that's actually pretty great. Where's my monster? Is that right? Eight plus five plus three. Nope, that's not that high. Then we do not have plus five is sixteen. 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 Yeah, I was just gonna pull open like the one stat that I actually want. So the unicorn kind of does a scoffing noise at you, turns to the yellow thin, and gores it with its horn. Uh, oh wow, this thing's actually a lot stronger than I thought. Unicorns are a challenge rating five. Do six, Right? True. Um, Saved by the unicorn gods. <laughs> so with that said, uh, oh wow, okay. Uh, okay, it's gonna do fifteen damage to the uh, the elephant. Wow, that's very convenient. Yeah. Um, your guys' turns all pass by. So do the elephants. Logan, your turn. I'm gonna go try the unicorn. Hey, uh... <laughs> persuasion <laughs> check. Just Persuasion? Uh, deception. I'm not even going to try and tell him that it's good. I'm just going to say, hey, can I just cast a spell on you? Sure. Good Persuasion, spell. then. All right, now we're cooking. Uh, now... Okay, that's not good. That's 11 plus 4, 15. Um, but, because I used my mandolin to cast it, and I forgot to do this with clay, it has disadvantage. Okay. So, what did you get on it? With oh, wait, never mind. It has no disadvantage. I wasn't casting a spell. Okay. It's just 15. It's got a break. Is it going to cast a spell? Wisdom? Is that what it is? Uh, I don't know. It's persuasion versus whatever. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it does not break that. So, it's it's acquiescent. Dope. I'm going to cast Feign Death on the unicorn. And so, it's going to what? Pretend to be dead, essentially? <laughs> You touch a willing creature and put it into a cataleptic state that is indistinguishable from death. Great. Clay, your turn. <laughs> For the spell's duration or until you use an action to touch the target and dismiss the spell, the target appears dead and it's blinded in incapacitated and its speed drops to zero. Okay, Clay. Wow. Your move. That's, that's as close as I can get to death, guys. I can't kill anything. I'm going to use Chaos Bolt. Okay. On, on the Illithid. Okay. Um, do. I rolled a 19. Okay, you hit. Um, Good. 11 damage. And the damage is... Thunder type. Okay. 11, you said? Mm-hmm. Okay, Logan, your turn. Ah, very good. Um... Hmm. So many spells, so little time. I'm going to cast Bestow Curse on Clay. Okay. What does that do? Now, I have several options for curses on this one. But... I'm going to say... Let's do... While cursed... The target must make a wisdom saving throw at the start of each of his turns. If it fails, it wastes its action that turn doing nothing. Okay, but it has to make a he has to make a wisdom save against it. Seventeen. Oh, he broke it. He's good. Okay. All right, Clay, your turn again. I cast magic missile. Oh, the elephant would get a turn because I attacked it. Oh yes, it would. Yeah. Oh great. Uh, 
It's going to come up to you, and it's going to, uh, well, first, actually, let me see that. Oh, yep, it's going to, it's going to mind blast the three of you. Um, so go ahead, and the three of you each make another intelligence saving throw. Three of us, the three of us. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, that's going to be a three. Nope. Fifteen. So the two of you pass. Uh, hey, Greg, you're stunned for another minute. And oh. what? I just said oh. And you're gonna take eight. Wait, 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 wait. He doesn't have a mind. <laughs> Boom. I mean, you apparently, <laughs> apparently, scientifically, I don't have a brain. Does that affect this? Do I get advantage here? Nothing to play. <laughs> Nothing to play. You're gonna go ahead and take fourteen damage. Fine. What are you at? Ten. Oh. All right. Oh, shoot, I should have been doing that. Um, all right, and Greg, be sure to make an intelligence saving throw at the end of this turn, like at the end of your turn, to see if you can break out of it. I, I forgot about this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, but Logan, it's going to go ahead and be your turn again. Quinn is aware. The mind player is up. Clay is up. Am I still paralyzed? You are not paralyzed. Oh, that's good. Okay, I'm going to cast Levitate on Quinn. Is there a saving throw? I don't know. Constitution, yeah. <coughs> I remember now. Dang, you guys are good on the rolls. Yeah, that's going to break it. Uh, 18. Okay, very nice. Um, after burning all my spells. After that, uh, Quinn, we're going to go ahead and let you go. Two shots. At the Mind Flayer. Okay. Is it 19 crit? 19 is not crit, but it does hit. Okay, well, it's 29. Okay, yeah. Still hits. And then 15. And that hits as well. And uh, how much damage? 22. All right. You saw that? <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, good, I'm going to cast Magic Missile. Okay. Do 7 damage is 3 Purple darts. And I'm gonna do it finger gun style. The mind flare goes down and Logan is freed. Oh, it died. It died. And uh, Wall comes back into comes back into consciousness. <sighs> Does the unicorn too? The unicorn disappears. It, the unicorn oh. is still dead then, because it will remain feigned dead for an hour. Until I release it. So whatever we're going back to, it's it still feigning death. Feigning death. So. I just picture like a group of unicorns. Where the hell did Bob go? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Bob's dead! <laughs> dead. Have you ever seen Charlie the Unicorn? No. Oh, Check first kidneys. Check first kidneys. <laughs> so, the Mind Flayer crumbles into ash. The, the blob is gone. The bugbear is dead. And, uh, you guys crawl your way back out of the tower, disturbed, mentally scarred for the most part, but overall... Friends for life. No, just knowing you did something, you know, that's going to get you gold at the end of the day. And Schnapps is dead! <laughs> yeah! My I, I think Wall is interested in extra planar travel now. Seriously? I think you're right. I think Wall is very interested so, in extra planar travel. I'd, I'd like to thank you all, though, for coming on this journey with me, and I... Hope that I get to see you that the next time it's time to roll initiative. initiative. But let's try that again, though. Let's actually... It's time. 
to roll initiative. initiative.